Don't even try to get out. There you go. Come on, Rob's doing... No, that's not enough jazz hands. There you go. Rob's doing jazz hands. Walter's doing jazz hands. I'm doing jazz hands. I hope you got your big girl panties on tonight. This is episode, I believe that it's 322. Yes, 322 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast coming to you live from the Strange Media Studios on the Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded channel. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Our special guest, there he goes, Rob Pincus social meeting so people will come in if they haven't already joined us but um, yes. i'm glad to be here i'd be back with you on the air yes thanks for coming back you know <laughs> getting getting um distinguished gentlemen such as yourself to come back not always oh, thank you easy. thank you very much no i wasn't talking about you <laughs> and we do also have we do also have walter here there he goes yeah i took a day off yesterday yeah yeah walter's here hanging out with us and the title of the show tonight is called what men really want question mark special guest rob pinkus i think that's what men really want out there make it weird yeah you know i mean it, it could be that could be true in some cases could be i'm looking for uh, my fifth marriage so yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So are you joking around or are you once again out of marriage and back on the market? I'm in a great co-parenting uh, friendship with uh, Mrs. Pincus the Fourth, formerly known as Mrs. Pincus the Fourth. And uh, yeah, single again, made it through SHOT Show single. So got that going for me. Damn. I thought like number four was going to be the lucky one for you, man. She was. She, was lucky. she got out of the marriage. I don't, um, you know, I honestly, yeah. like I'm, I'm friends with, with most of my exes and, uh, you know, it is what it is. I think it's, it's kind of become like almost a joke, like, Oh, Rob's getting divorced again, except, uh, it is true. And, and we are, we're good. And again, you know, the big thing is baby pink is, uh, her Instagram is still really busy and a lot of fun stuff that she does with her and I do with her and we do some things together with her and, uh, Things are good. Very uh, yeah. amicable divorce, as they say. Yeah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. You know, uh, I mean, I know it's probably not an easy thing for you to deal with, but you've lived a lot in the public eye. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you've done it three I've, times before. Um, yeah, we were talking about earlier, I get a hash yeah. mark next time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, is that the only place you tattoo for the wives? Because you might as well put like a scoreboard on your back. No, your no, back. there are there are plenty of tattoos, but uh, but this is the this is the marriage area. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're you know what we're making light of it. I'm sure it's not an easy thing for people out there to go through. But if anyone, um, so you, are you in the market, or are you just going to go like solo, like celebrate? Oh for a no, while? Uh, it's definitely. I don't. What's What's interesting, like if you again, because I have been, you know, in the public eye, I guess, so to speak, this our narrow niche, right, of uh, gun publicity uh, area. There was actually it's actually funny. Guns.com did a like paparazzi stalking <laughs> series. Uh, they put up an article about a week after shot of pictures of me in meetings in, all around Shot Show. They were like, as every time one of their photographers saw me, apparently they were snapping shots, which was hilarious. But um, you know, for, for me, I don't. I don't usually date in the public eye. I guess so. It's it's you know. If you okay. see me posting pictures of myself with a woman, it, it probably means I'm dating uh, because it's not, you know, in a marriage time. So, okay, so you don't uh, date anyone from the gun culture? Uh, I have, um, and right. and surprisingly, uh, that there isn't much public about that, and that's good. That's kind of the way you know I prefer that to be. So, mm-hmm. uh, not not any kind of weird rule, but I do or don't, and uh, I have, and you know, uh, okay. more often than not, I end up dating outside of gun world, though. Okay. And if we could help you out in any way, let us know. I mean, you could always tell us exactly what you're looking for. We don't discriminate. 
so here. So let us know. You know, I, I um, think I didn't. I I jokingly said, "Oh, is this why we're doing what men really want?" <laughs> but, but now here we are talking about it. So yeah, uh, yeah. money uh, likes to travel. I like to cook, so you have to enjoy food and uh, be witty and attractive and physically fit. Oh, okay. I can be so superficial about that. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Also has to be able to deal with a four ex-wives, right? Well, you because you're, well, you're cool with most of them. Yeah, I don't think we'll all be around hanging out. Oh, okay. Maybe, sure, maybe. Well, let's face it. I mean, for sure, ex number one, because my daughter, Christina, that's her mom. So she's going to be in my life forever. And for sure, ex number four, because my daughter, Cindy Lou, her mom, she's going to be around. So, but the good news is the two of them are friends. So they hang out and they like have sleepovers and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, Listen, the most important thing is the kids, man. Yeah. Now everything is good there. And that, that is what's important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to talk about, obviously, we're going to talk about a little bit of personal. Actually, I probably will move off of that now. Yeah. That we've okay. emb- embarrassed Rob enough. Segment one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. If someone wants to make that into a snippet right now. First course is over. First course. Yeah, what is Rob looking for? If you guys want to dig into that a little bit more, or if anyone out there has someone really nice you'd like to introduce to Rob. I don't think nice was even really on the list. To be no, it wasn't nice. There was nothing, nothing nice on the list. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. People, people out there are probably going, you know what? No, probably not. No, yeah, no. What is this a dating game or something? Or yeah, all right? we'll see. Yeah. If I'm still single, next shot show, then we might have some kind of reality uh, show. Like this. Yeah. Something, something tells me that uh, you know, odds are you will either have be single, married, or married and divorced and single again. Well, that was that was that was you. You went out on a limb, man. Don't commit anything. So actually, it's funny. So I have family members and close friends who have weddings planned. You know, six months from now, a year from now. So now there's like these side bets over who's going to get married first. The people who actually have been planning their weddings for a year or two. Uh, my half brother is getting married uh, within a year, and we have a side bet there. So there's okay. I'm, I'm sure people keep saying, you're not going to do that again, are you? I mean, of course I'm going to do it again. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. Good party. You, are you one of those dudes that like, since we're talking about what men really like, are you one of those dudes that just likes getting married? I like, I like, I do like a committed relationship. I, this is actually now officially the longest I have been single since high school. So since September, we were like, we're just around that six month mark. Six months would be the record for me not being in a relationship, you know, for the last 20 years. When was high school? I think 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. So I I have been in a relationship since I was 16 for, you know, there've been no period. That's like seven, seven major sets, six or seven serious legitimate relationships and four marriages and very few single, like I don't spend much time single. So it's kind of an experiment, like dating, enjoying it and and trying to uh, stay single. What was the longest time you were married? What's that? Longest time frame you were married? Uh, nine years. Uh, lived together for about four or five of those years. Okay. The longest. Yeah. Shortest cool. is a funny story. So the shortest, I went to file. So I went into the, the clerk's office, whatever, and I fill out the paperwork. And, I, and literally the woman looks at me and goes, well, that didn't last very long, did it, Mr. Pincus? <laughs> I said, well, it was like six months. And she said, according to the paperwork, it was five months. And I was thought about it. Well, it felt like six. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be nosy here, but since we're on the subject, like when these uh, divorces go down, do you lose guns? 
Uh, do you do you have like a prenup for the gun? Lose. I mean, there's you know some of some of my wives have been in the gun. Some of them have not. Uh, usually it's like, Hey, these are, this is a gun. This is your gun, or this is a gun that I know you would benefit from. Or maybe there's a gun that was staged in the house. That was my gun, but you know, why leave the, the quick access safe empty? Like then we'll transfer that over and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I have, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, how do you afford that? Honestly, like my breakups have generally been, been pretty healthy, you know, adult, mature adult decisions that were mutually, uh, inclusive of both people being happy. So there isn't a lot of like financial fallout damage. There's no ill will. It's just, it is what it is. You know? That's good. That's all good stuff. The The reason why I say that I know for me personally, like I think I've been married to Lola for about 20 years. Um, yeah. If Lola decided to get rid of me, I am never, ever even thinking about ever getting married ever again on the face oh. of this planet. Really? Yeah. No. Not doing anything wrong. You, you and Lola, that, yeah, that's, if that doesn't work, you mean you wouldn't try again because that didn't work? No, it's not because of that. I mean, I think that's probably the, you know, I had lots of relationships before I met her, but, um, and it's, and obviously it's been the longest relationship I had uh, being married to her and everything. But, you know, I think I will enjoy the not being married thing till I die. All right. Yeah, I, I, I and that's not like a reflection on Lola. She's pretty awesome. Puts up with a lot of crap. I see. Look, Walter's giving me that look. Well, I didn't like, do anything. Yeah. yeah, go easy. This is where you get in trouble. <laughs> I was, I'm trying to. I'm trying to back in. Like, yeah, but I don't think. And if you ask her, she'll probably tell you the same thing. She's like, "I'll never this." You know, because you don't you don't think about what actually happens when you get married before you do it. I don't think people realize how that goes down. Yeah, I I guess for me too, part of it is actually the sharing of a life. Like I don't I don't put a lot of. Uh, the religious kind of spiritual, you know, obligation, historical obligation of marriage is obviously not something I'm super into. But the I do think that as a society, as a culture, we put a lot of value in that overt commitment to another person. So whether it's like the bank or the the, the mortgage or the 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 restaurant with like the waitress at the restaurant, like everyone treats people differently when they are married and legally in our system inside, you know, when you think about hospital visits, I mean, there's all kinds of things. I've gone the power of attorney route with long term girlfriend and it is not the same. It is is a totally different way of interaction, not only between the couple, but also I think with other people in in the world, whether it's your family, your friends, whatever. So it's almost at this point, like, well, how serious are you if you don't marry them, Rob? You know? Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that's true. I think that's how um, you know, I think when Lola and I got actually before we got married, uh, when we first met, I got really sick, almost died. And uh, I know that's something that kind of annoyed her because when she would come to the hospital, they, they wouldn't tell her stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It really the way we've set our culture up is is very much dependent upon uh, that that marriage certificate, that legal uh, commitment that's been there. And it, and it really does supersede any other version that I'm aware of, including that all the, you, know, you can write up the power of attorneys, you can have the trust, you can do all that. It's, it's not the same. It's certainly not social, socially and culturally. Um, and really even legally, um, there's, there's a difference quite often. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Unless, uh, Ed, Walter, unless you have something. No, I'm just we'll, listening. I'm just, listening. yeah. Walter's trying to stay out of trouble. As much as possible. I'm not going to get in trouble. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, you, uh, Peggy's not around. No, she's she's in the other room. Oh. Okay. All right. Cool. Recorded. <laughs> is anyone else going to hear this, or is this just this is us talking? Yeah. Uh, it, no. Everyone's going to hear this. The whole world. <laughs> the whole world is listening right now. <laughs> I can see it now. Anyway, listen. I. You know what? Um. I. I. I appreciate the fact that you're open and and honest about it and. 
you know, it's not an easy thing. And ultimately, I think like one of the things, if we're going to talk about what men really want, I don't know a lot of men out there that want to be alone. I think that's a big thing that men specifically deal with. I'm not saying women don't deal with it, but when I talk to, when I talk to people, I find guys have the toughest time with being alone. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Um, I don't know. know? Yeah. You you don't worry about being alone, Walter? Um, with no female alone, kind of alone. Um, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, that's probably, well, I mean, I mean, I think we all have dudes that are friends, right? Yeah. Uh, you have your male friends. Yeah. 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 But, but life is know. just not complete without. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, I have no problem. Like, absolutely. I don't want, I mean, I got a big hotel room and a big bed and I don't, I'd rather be snuggly and cuddly with somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I, I just, absolutely. I would. And, and this is actually something that, that I, you know, my exes, you know, I'm, I jump into relationships or whatever. Not really jump into relationships, but I absolutely love interaction. I mean, look at my life, right? I mean, I travel 300, 250, 300 days a year. I go out and do classes. I'm on with you guys. I do a lot on social media. I like interacting with other people. And I certainly obviously value the time that I interact with, with a woman uh, in a private, you know, relationship kind of level way, not just physically, but just that, that sharing of a life. Again, the sharing of experiences, the sharing of, of travel or food or adventures or restaurants or whatever. Uh, so I, I absolutely don't want to lose that aspect of my life. And, and between relationships, that there's a little bit of a of a hustle that goes with finding, not in a bad way, but you have to work to find that person and those people that you're going to share aspects of your life with. That when you're in a committed relationship, it's really obvious who, who you're going to Prague with. Probably my wife, right? But mm-hmm. in, in between times, it's it's well, I'm going to Prague in a couple of weeks, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be great. But it's different when you're, you don't have somebody in that, you know, on that seven hour flight with you that you're looking forward to taking to a certain restaurant or showing a certain view or having certain experiences with. Yeah, agreed. Walter, are we going to say something there? No, yeah. And talking about the day and just. Yeah. Just, yeah. Share, you know, just being with. Yeah. Someone to share it with. Look, I was talking to Babyface, who's on, I don't know if you ever met Babyface, but. He's on here and he does stuff with us. And he went to uh, he lives here in Florida. He went out to Texas for a week to do a work thing. And uh, he was texting me in the airport. And he was like, this dude, this thing being like being on the road, traveling for a week is lonely. I was like, yeah, man, I a thousand percent agree. I know what that feels like. You know, I do a lot of that on my own. Lola can't go to every event. I think she, she just goes to SHOT Show with me usually and um, the NRA show can't go to everything. And even if I'm gone for like two days, people think it's fun and glamorous being out on the road. No, it's not really. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I like going places, but it's always nice to eventually come back home. Um, And, you know, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's always good to have some time away also. Okay. uh, You know, sometimes you just need that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. you know there's always a reunion when you come back right yeah true true if i could be. have it my way i would have lola be on the road with me all the time yeah because she does all the shit for you that's why yeah. you <laughs> yeah now <laughs> that's why you want her on the road <laughs> now if, if she could have her way she's happy when i'm not there she's like oh this is awesome i get to actually do things organize clean stuff so you know, um, that's how it is. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. I want to go. I want to get. What's going on with you, Rob? First, let's. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've been on here before, but and the last time you were here, you were talking about the guns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, 
That is the PD-10, I believe, the Avidity yep. Arms. What's up with that? Did you guys release it this year? Oh, still not released till still someday, like when it's ready, right? And it's, it's you know, a lot of people were talking about it shot this year because, uh, you know, we did have it out on one of the pistol bays. Uh, I was out at the Winchester uh, Ammunition Pistol Bay out at uh, Media Day, Industry Day at the range, and there mm-hmm. was a PD-10 out there. So a lot of people got to shoot it out there. You know, people have been shooting it for a couple of years now. I'm um, in my classes uh, here at my home range in Florida, Ancient City. Uh, we've had some other guns uh, available for people to use kind of on a limited basis at some other ranges, all part of that test evaluation development phase. And I really thought we were going to be able to release the gun last year. And ultimately, it came down to durability. Um, it's not a reliability issue. It's now become a durability or was a durability issue that we decided to make a relatively uh, significant change in terms of a change that required us to manufacture two new metal parts to change the plastic mold for the uh, polymer grip and uh, put uh, some metal rails, uh, metal rail inserts on the rear of the gun. You know, some guns have uh, front and rear metal rails. Some only have them in the kind of center of the gun, the front rails from mm-hmm. the polymer guns. And we, our engineer, I think we really, at the beginning, we might've disagreed about it, but ultimately I came to understand what he was trying to do. And, and I think there was a, there was a great potential that we were going to reach the durability that I wanted from the gun. I think we need from the gun without a metal rail insert. And sort of once we went down that path, it was worth tweaking a radius or changing a length or a thickness or whatever to try to keep, you know, that, that goal alive. And then ultimately we just had to bite the bullet last year and say, no, the way we're going to get past 10,000 rounds expected life for the frame, uh, you know, with, with all the reliability, we need everything else is going to be to put those metal rail inserts in there. And that was like a six to eight month process to, to change, make that very significant change and then test it. And we're sort of at the end of that testing phase now. We had plenty of guns get where we need them to get because we were we were seeing cracked frame rails at, at four to five thousand rounds and you know a lot of you know how the industry is a lot of people in the manufacturing side and everywhere else were just like hey rob you know 99 percent of those guns are never going to get shot past yeah. 100 rounds don't worry right. mm-hmm. so, yeah but when that one guy does well it's not just that one guy honestly well, I, mean, yeah, I think yeah. the first 500 or a thousand of these guns that get sold are honestly going to be sold to like people that I'm friends with, people that have been students of mine, people that are really anticipating this gun. And they're the kind of people that train or they're the kind of people that I care about and know that are going to be potentially defending themselves and their families with these guns if they choose to carry them. So it's just not even a question of, well, you know, 99% of them, one per, you know, hopefully we're going to sell tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of these guns over the next decade and two decades, whatever it is, you know, 1% adds up and, it, and uh, it's too much. So we needed that 10,000 remark. Uh, was a benchmark in my head from the beginning. That's where we are in terms of durability. And, uh, and I'm excited to, to, to see the gun continue to move through those paces. I'm, I'm way over predicting when the gun's going to be released uh, because mm-hmm. I would have told you for sure it would have been out in 2017 too. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens there, but um, that's that's that. You know, I'm, I've been super uh, active with uh, Walk to Talk America. Um, it's a mental health awareness and suicide prevention and um, anti-gun negligence um, campaigns that we're running there, and it really, really heavy on the mental health awareness side for gun owners and inside of the gun community. There's obviously it's it's a really important issue. The suicide prevention is an important issue. Um, issues of of dementia inside of families, you know, issues of SSRIs going on and off meds. And obviously, these issues of red flag laws and how that ties into uh, the mental health community and how the mental, you know, I, Mike Sedini, who founded the organization, I'm on the board, uh, Colin Noir is on the board, uh, Kenyon Gleason's on the board, the president of the NSQW. Um, we've got a lot of great people, John Renzulli, very well-known lawyer in the industry, uh, a couple other people who've been in the industry for over 20 years as well on the board with us. We are all really passionate about this idea that the gun community needs to be involved in these conversations. Otherwise, the only people that are going to be talking to policymakers and the mental health community are people who want to weaponize 
mental health issues as anti-gun or pro-gun control issues. And, and obviously we don't want that. So, so we have to do something besides just sit on the sidelines and say these are bad ideas. So we've been really engaged and involved in that. We're trying to, to raise a lot of uh, awareness around the importance of asking for help, not just that you can ask for help, but that you should, and that you should recommend help and you should really be getting, getting involved in, in your mental health as much as you are your physical health. If you saw your buddy with like a bone sticking out of the arm, you'd be like, Hey, you should go to the hospital, man. And we know that we can look at some of our friends and our family or some of our fellow gun owners and say, Hey man, there's, there's some mental issues that you might want to look into. Like here's some free resources. Here's some online anonymous screening. Here's a, here's a path to take. That's not about taking your rights away. It's about, you know, taking care of your brain and taking care of, of our community. Um, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a couple of things, I think, with the whole uh, mental health and red flag laws and all that. Lots of folks out there don't want to do anything that would trigger, you know, that would trigger those red flag laws or give excuses to um, to people out there to take guns away from them. Right. Because you need help doesn't mean that you're dangerous to yourself or to other people. Um, although people, you know, it's, uh, like one of the things, uh, one of the things I posted and I'm just bringing this up because, um, you know, we're, we're talking about it obviously, but, uh, one of the things I posted recently, like I got this, let me see, I don't know if we can actually see this here. Uh, there we go. So I got this alert on Instagram. I'll read it for you guys. It says, can we help? So basically what happens is if I post on Instagram, right? I go look up tags and all that kind of stuff. I want to make sure I'm accurate with what I'm posting, identifying it, right? Instead of just putting up cool tags on there. So I go and I search for things and then I make a post. So I, I, I happen to be doing a search word. Uh, I was searching trigger and then this thing came up and it says, can we help posts with words or tags you're searching for often encourage behavior that can cause harm and even lead to death. If you're going through some difficult uh through something difficult, we'd like to help. And then there's a thing to get support and, and other things in there. I did, I made a post about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like what, why does that thing trigger, you know, that's obviously an algorithm and all I'm doing is searching these things. Why does it trigger and think I need that? You know, does that help anything? Does that do anything for anyone? And lots of people out there have this thing that, Hey, if I do this, the next thing I know, there's going to be people knocking on my door trying to take my guns away from me. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an exaggeration. I mean, can it happen? Sure. Is it is abuse in any any realm possible? Absolutely. But you know, we're we're collaborating, for example, with this organization called Mental Health America. They've been around for uh, 109 years, and they are a rights advocacy group more than anything else for people who have been diagnosed or are living with mental illness. And the important thing to understand is that like, like, you know, you think about like the, the old asylum, you know, kind of setup that, that was, was so potentially abusive and was abused, you know, as far as the people that were in there that really needed help that weren't getting the help they needed. So mental health America and other organizations really helped change that in America. And, and they, they really are about protecting the rights of people that are living with mental illnesses. So they recognize that gun rights are a civil right also. So this is why they, they make a really great collaborator with us. Just like we would say, you know, 99.9% .9 of gun owners or 99.9% .9 of legally owned guns, never, there's never an issue, right? Never a negative thing, never a violence, never a, anything problem. 
they would say the same thing. 99.9% of the people that have been diagnosed with mental illness or are living with mental illness or have been treated for mental illnesses all pose no harm to anyone. And even the majority of people who pose harm to anyone, it's self-harm more than anything else. So it really ties in with suicide prevention. It ties in with, with awareness and education and just making sure people understand that just like we don't want them, any but them, we don't want anybody saying it's guns, guns are the problem. We can't be just saying, no, it's mental health, it's mental health. Because then, then you're right. We're we're left with just you know us and them, and that's where the mental health can be weaponized and can be used against us. These issues. I, I was talking to somebody uh, incredibly. Uh, uh, just when you when you think of the ultimate military guy, like the guy who served and did the work and and was in those teams and was on those missions, you know, one of those ultimate guys uh, that held held some very special positions inside of our military retired a couple years ago has been dealing with some issues. We had, had a great conversation the other night, uh, over an hour long. Um, actually, it was a good, it was a good conversation for us to have. We actually resolved some, some drama that they created really maybe beyond us as two guys, right? But we had this talk, and as part of the talk, he was kind of, you know, what else, What tell me more about this Walk the Talk America. And we were talking about how a lot of our veterans, you know, are kind of afraid uh, in some cases to ask for help. We talk about what men really want. Men, men want to be seen as strong. Men want to be mm-hmm. seen as independent. Men want to be seen as being able to take care of themselves. And you, you put that on top of, of veteran status and, and maybe some of the pressure to be perceived that way is at odds with the, the need or the perception that an individual veteran has to ask for help. And when you when you kind of put fuel on that fire of fear mongering about, yeah, if you if you ask the VA for help in any mental issue, they're going to take your guns away. And it's really just not true. And here's this guy who, who spent, you know, I think close to 30 years in the military before he got out. And he, he had this conversation with with uh, an officer inside of uh, the the structure that would help the officer, the uh, people in this in this unit if they were having mental issues. And the guy was just like, look, do you know what has you know what has to happen? Do you know how deemed incompetent and incapable of taking care of yourself you have to be to have your guns taken away by the VA? And he started listing like all the 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 handful of ways or the the benchmarks of getting taken away. It really comes down to literally not being able to take care of yourself. The phrase he used, it's like, you're, you're, you're probably, if you're not already homeless under a bridge, you're about to be homeless under a bridge before okay. they can really take your guns away. But that's not the, that's not the, the conventional wisdom. That's not the cliche that gets thrown around on the internet. And, and these are the hard conversations that we need to be willing to have. So that's something I've really been, been super busy with the last uh, nine months with, with Walk the Talk America. And people can go to WTPA.org and learn more about Walk the Talk America. And again, there are free anonymous screenings and, and resources available through WTTA.org. Okay. I think <clears throat> there's a couple of things in there that I want to talk about. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of things in there, I think, that we need to unpack. Um, it may be difficult through the VA. However, there's states um, and even people on a national level trying to create laws. Florida has red flag laws. Um, yeah. Lots of other places are creating laws to make it easier to yeah. take um, to take guns away from people. And then, you know, for me personally, um, I've actually worked in mental health institutions uh, for a lot of my life, uh, especially growing up the early part of my life. And I've seen people who were in those institutions because they had stuff that their family wanted and used, you know, whatever was happening with them as excuses to take stuff away from them. <clears throat> I saw that a lot. Like their families would get them committed and then they take over things. So people, people have seen evidence of that, I think. And I think that, you know, there's, there's a valid fear out there that people have 
Um, most of the time when the government takes stuff from you, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. You know, um, there's a lot of stuff here. I see Tyvin, who's a veteran. He says, uh, uh, every time I go to the veteran's office for my checkup, they ask about mental condition. They want to know. And it's about questions uh, if you should own guns and things. You know, that's what he's saying. So that's why uh, people have this uh, fear out there. And I think that we obviously see people saying, yeah, you should take these things. But there's no one there's no one there's no laws saying that, you know, protecting the assets that we have. And we all know for sure that there's cities and uh, state governments and even the federal government that takes things from people and don't give them back. Yeah. And I think that's why we want, we have to be involved. And that's why organizations like Mental Health America are the ones that we need to be collaborating with to represent gun owners and to represent, you know, not just veterans and not just police officers that work with guns and have guns and the suicide rate inside the law enforcement community and inside of uh, the families of law enforcement community. Right. Um, these these things are incredibly important for us to talk about. I don't know if you read the uh, federal report on school safety that came out during the holidays. One of the aspects of that pretty detailed report um, that got pushed around the the gun community was, you know, the, the arming teachers would help. Like that, that was kind mm-hmm. of a big takeaway, right? Like having mm-hmm. people trained to respond would end an active shooter situation faster. Right. Trained, mm-hmm. equipped, and all that, and it's great, great takeaway. One of the other things that's really important is, as much as we're talking about red flag laws and we sort of generalize about them. There is a very good breakdown. I think it's 21 at the time of that publishing. Uh, It was 20 or 21 states that have already had, some of them for some long periods of time, um, these uh, ERPOs, or what we call red flag laws. And there was a really detailed breakdown of sort of, uh, you know, how they work, what the timelines are to a court date, what the timeline is to to get your guns back, what the process is to get your guns back, if there are fees involved, if the mental, if there's a, if there has to be a, a mental a health professional paid for by the person or if that's paid for by the state. One of the other interesting things there was the penalty, you know, the category, one of the categories on the chart was penalty for false reporting, right? So I think if, if we get, and people talk about due process, right? That's one of the big things. Walter, what are you eating? Cause you're making me hungry, bro. <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> and, 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 and he happens to be eating right now. So no, he can't is, say really. what he's eating. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what's really important is the, the, um, that we are involved in that conversation because if we're not talking about what due process really means, it doesn't mean a jury trial, right? That's a fantasy. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of versions of due yeah. process. There's all kinds of rights that are temporary. Take You get pulled over for DUI. Watch how many rights you lose, including your freedom before there's any judge or jury involved. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there is, there is the due process sort of gets thrown out there as a blanket. Um, the weapon is weaponizing mental health gets thrown out there as a blanket. But the reality is there, there's a lot of different laws they're very, very different. And the more involved we are in the conversation, then the more likely we are to see short timelines, a clear path to restoring your rights, which is what you were talking about, making sure that that's very well defined in these laws, making sure there is a penalty for false reporting because the laws aren't going away. Right. We can see this is a trend. And, and if, if 40 states have them in the two or three years from now, I'm not going to be surprised right now. I think it's just still less than half of the states, a little less than two dozen states. I, I won't be surprised if 40 states have them, if not all 50, you know, within mm-hmm. a handful of years. So let's get involved in the conversation and make sure they are written in a way that does protect rights, gives the right path to the rights being restored and clearly delineates what happens if these these uh, laws are abused. Yeah. Um I, I kind of agree with that. I think that, you know, the, the fact that it's that it's more difficult for the person being accused is, is the tough part for me. <laughs> you're you guilty know? before you're 
Yeah. Maybe. yeah. And then the, <laughs> the burden out there seems to be on that person to defend yeah. themselves and all that. And then the state is getting possession of, of your guns. Um, and I'm not saying that there aren't people who who things like that maybe should happen to them. But the state getting possession of something and you getting it back is an incredibly difficult thing. Uh, right. We see things about this all the time. As a matter of fact, we see cities, states, towns that make a practice of that, getting possession of your property. Um, selling it. Yeah. New York City <laughs> is pretty big on that one. But there's lots of other places out there that we see in the news all the time. I worry about all of that. I wish that if, you know, I think there needs to definitely be gates before it happens. And then also, if they're going to take your property, why does it have to go to the state? You know, why can't it go somewhere else that's more neutral, that you have a better chance once you, you know, you clear yourself or whatever it is of getting your property back? Because I don't know. I don't even know if like what that looks like, because ultimately, if, if the government's trying to decide when you can get them back, it doesn't matter if they're being held at the local gun shop. They're being held by, you know, your mom. that's not supposed to give them back to you. Somebody's violating the law to give them back to you or the government's giving them permission or giving them an order to give it back to you. I don't know. So yeah. How does that look to you? How does that look different? I don't know. I think that's something that we really I'm not saying I have the solutions. I'm saying we really need to think about this. Uh, you know, maybe not everyone out there in the world, but there are gun people that are heavily invested in their guns. You don't yeah, talking, really see yeah, this some people in real collections that, you know, yeah. not not just a couple of handguns and a, and a 22. And, oh, um, about, I've got I mean, like for me, I've got, you know, my residence here in Florida. I've got my residence in Colorado. I've got the apartment at the, you know, near the sheriff's office where I serve in Colorado. I've got uh, some firearms stored in a, in a big safe at, at other family members' houses. And who knows, you know, what's loaned out to an instructor or what somebody has as a test and evaluation demo that uh, there's a lot of different things. You know, it's maybe on their FFL, but it's my gun. So the question is, where does that like if, if it were to happen to me? Good, good luck. You know, local. Yeah, trying to, trying to, yeah. that whole thing gets complicated. And the, the worst part, which we've already seen, I think, at least uh, a few times, is that when the when police officers show up to seize things, a situation that maybe there was some something going on goes, you know, from from like a, a, a danger level of, of one Nothing. to 10 immediately. That person gets killed as a shootout. Something goes down because you're coming to take something from someone. And I don't care how anyone wants to look at it. If you have worked your life to have things and people decide they want to take things from you, <laughs> no one is ever happy about that. <laughs> no. but, yeah. but, but again, if, if, if the knock comes on the door right now, if, if somebody starts pounding on that door, what's going to happen? I'm going to get startled and I'm probably going to reach down here towards my waistband. But if what I see is badges and, you know, flashlights and uniforms and all that, hopefully I'm going to get my hand away from that gun really fast. And I know that from that point, right, there, there are very, very few even plausible scenarios I can come up with in my head where I'm not making sure I don't reach for that gun, right? And I'm going to get handcuffs put on me and the gun's going to get taken away. And then we're going to settle this some other time. We're going to figure out what the mistake is. It's not my room. It was somebody else's room. Right. Me, it's somebody yeah. else's Hopefully, room. hopefully. I, hopefully you happen, I didn't know about, but we're going to deal with it. But what I'm not going to do is get shot over. Right. And I think that's where some of these stories, the one in particular, I know that people say, well, look, look, that guy got killed because they were serving, you know, an ERPO. Maybe it, it, we have we have I think our community has to be open to the idea that that the, that, that sort of proved that the, the family member or the friend or whoever it was that originally made the report was on to something. That this guy was not responding rationally to the challenges in his life to the point where he was potentially a danger to himself or others. You know, if, if you if that happens 
And okay, so I agree to keep my hands on my head and they say, well, here's what's going on. And I'd say, no, that's crazy. And I reach down and grab. You're going to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Right. So that's going to die. There's no point. That's not a that's not a decision that we would consider. Thin. I mean, we're not mental health professionals. Right. It's not a diagnosis, but it's not something we would consider a rational, plausible decision to make. Right. We know how that's going to end. So when someone makes that decision, I have to at least consider. Yeah, that's why that guy was being served with an ERP up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just think that there's <clears throat> there's two sides to these things. And when we're making laws up today in the world based we, on we, on on events and feelings. Yeah. Emotion, based on emotion. Yeah. Yeah. We need to slow down and yeah. make sh- and, and realize that there's always two sides. Of course, there are people who feel like they're in danger. And, you know, and and, and then there's the person who you know, in some cases might have no idea. We've got issues of people swatting people, right? That kind of stuff's happening. People (laughs) calling the police on someone saying they think it's something going on there. It's happened to my brother. Um, You know, there's, there's uh, lots of stuff like that going on in the world and we need to somehow slow all of this down because in some cases we are creating things that did not exist for sure. There's issues and problems out there, but but all of this, I think we have to look at it uh, from two sides. It's it's a lot. Like I, I was having this conversation. You know, you have you heard of the whole Liam Neeson controversy? Yeah. Or? Yep. Yep. Right. So with that, with everything that's out there about that, what I see that other people don't see, uh, the fact that he got mad and he was out there trying to like take out a black guy or whatever for a week or whatever it was. I've, I've seen the. I've heard it. Yeah, it's like a kosh. That's a club or a tire iron or. That's what they say. I guess it's some kind of nightstick crowbar thing. Yeah. Walking around with a club. Angry. Is that a British term? I believe. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never heard. We could we could look it up. I th- So just if no one knows, if you've been under a rock, right. apparently, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago or something, he came back home from making a movie or whatever it is. And someone close to him, a woman close to him said she was raped. He was upset about it. He said, who raped you? She didn't know, but she said, but, you know, she said it was a black guy. And he went out for a week with this weapon, not looking for that guy, but looking for any black guy to start shit with him so that he could kill that person. Right. So now that's a whole thing. And I think that there's people who are right about the fact that, hey, he's being honest about these emotions he went through and all of that. I think as human beings, we all go through. That's this is the whole problem with the mental situation. When do you does a person all of a sudden come into needing help or is this things that we go in and out of through our entire lives? But the the side of it that I see is this. You're talking about a person, Liam Neeson, who says that here in America, we have too many guns (laughs) and he wants to take guns away from us. But I see it from the side of that of that random black guy that could have bumped into him somewhere or looked at him sideways for whatever random reason, you know, um, and then was going to was going to get his head smashed in that that guy has the right to defend himself against Liam Neeson's craziness. Whatever it is, is wrong with him, even if it was temporarily during that particular period of his life. People know that happens out there. We, we need to be able to defend ourselves against that. That to me is the number one thing. Everything after that, we've got to think about it because you can victimize someone that, that had no, you know, no reason to be victimized by just creating laws to do things. And, and I so and I would also see the other side of that is 
we in the community that have guns, that carry guns around, that have guns staged in our homes and staged in our workplaces, need to know when we're in that state, when we, when we need to recognize that there are times when we don't need to be carrying guns around. There's times when, like, I don't carry when I drink, right? So I just went downstairs. I had dinner with some guys that are part of this Freedom Expo tomorrow, and uh, some of those guys were drinking. I would have had a drink if I didn't have a gun on, but I was wearing a gun, so I didn't have a drink. I'm going to secure this gun in a lockbox and I'm going to go back downstairs and probably have a drink at the bar with those guys. But under those conditions, right. And I know what those conditions are for me. I'm I'm not going to carry a gun because I think it's irresponsible. Was it irresponsible for Liam Neeson to be walking around with a weapon and this rage in his heart, you know, and and just this intent and this commitment he made that if anybody, I forget what term he used, but I think it was clear to me that he didn't mean if he saw a black guy, he was going to run over and hit him. What he meant was if anybody did, you know, now the question is, was he in a part of town that he shouldn't have been in? Was he bumping into people coming in and out of restaurants? Yeah, he said he went to that, to, to the, yeah. black, the black the, side the black of, part of town. So was he, was he egging it on, right? Well, right. Okay, at this point, where, where's Liam Neeson's friend or family member? Where's that other gun owner or other cosh owner in this case, right? Who's saying, hey, Liam, I, I get it. We all feel for our friend. Like we understand that rage. It makes sense to me. But I deal with this when I give out, you know, I'm a personal defense educator guy, right? Somebody's like, if some guy's rummaging through my car, I'm going to my second floor window and I'm going to shoot him. No, you're going to jail. <laughs> that does, yeah. <laughs> you're you going know to what, jail. Rob, we, we had this conversation yesterday where I was trying to, t- you know, I was trying to tell folks out there, there's lots of things that, that can trigger us and we have to be constantly aware of where, where our headspace is, you know, and think about that. Like there's people who look at movies or TV shows or this thing or that thing happens and they get all built up or bravado or whatever. And there's things that even we say in the gun community that maybe we shouldn't say because you're programming your brain to do something stupid mm-hmm. instead of conditioning yourself to do the right thing. You really don't need to use de- this deadly force unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, right. It's neat. And, and people, well, I worked with, yeah, like you said earlier, people get mad when somebody wants to take something away from you, but, but that's why you have insurance you don't have, you're not, you don't have a rifle. You don't have your hunting rifle in your bedroom, in the closet with the ammo over here and all that in case some guys stealing your CD case out of the car in front of the house, you, you hit the, hit the keys with the panic alarm, call the police. You don't cause a confrontation. Is it wrong? Yes. If you want justice, yes. But does that mean risk your freedom? Does that mean risk the social aftermath risk? You know, we've had people shoot at cars that were being stolen and kill people that lived across the street, right? Like it's just not the right decision by any stretch. And people, well, in certain states, it's legal to defend, you know, property if it's a felony theft of property in the dark or whatever. Okay. It's legal for you to sell all your belongings and buy scratch tickets and hope you become a millionaire, but there's no financial planner in the world that would tell you it's a good idea. So as the gun educator, personal defense educator guy, I have to tell you, shooting somebody over a TV or a car isn't a good idea. And I think we all need to be able to talk about mental health issues in the same way. Like if you're going on or off SSRIs and you've been told this could have a radical uh, effect on your rage, on your, your judgment, on your mood swings, maybe that's not the day to carry concealed. Go out, you know, hang out with a friend, take the day off from work, stay in there. Like if there's some reason that you really don't feel like you can go out in public without that concealed carry gun. And I get that it's your right. And I defend that right. But I also defend your right to make the responsible decision and know that today may not be the day or while I'm going out to do shots with my friends may not be the night to carry that. And we have to talk about that as intelligent, articulate, mature, responsible gun owners. Yeah. I think we, you know what, we, we have to have conversations. The, I think the thing that's making everyone crazy 
You know, it, the, this whole uh, the the mental state is a weird thing. We're we're talking about a thing we can't pin down, right? And I think conversations are really important for us as human beings. The problem with what we have going on now in the world is that everyone's just taking a corner. Yeah. And everyone's just blindly seeing this side or that side. And we're screaming and shouting at each other. People are feeling injustices or whatever it is on both sides. And they don't realize that actually living in the world is a complicated thing mm -hmm. um, that, that we all have to do. And your mental your mental state is something that could change, could be changed all the time or by a string of things. You know, this is not a thing that you can really pin down and say this, you know, what's the movie where, where they, um, is it Minority Report? The movie where they were supposed to be able to figure out when you're going to commit a crime. Yeah, there's little, the psychic people in the milk bath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I felt like when uh, Instagram, you know, popped up this thing on my screen, like, you guys, there's um, there's just an algorithm out there that doesn't realize that this is a gun guy who posts gun stuff all the time and yeah, he's trying that, to do what you want him to do on the platform by posting accurate, you know, making accurate posts. Yeah, you, ahead, you, might, you might kind of laugh it off, but that info doesn't go away. <laughs> Those That stuff they compile just doesn't vanish. No. It's all stashed away someplace, and trust me, they're stacking and putting names and boom, 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 boom. So don't don't play it off as just some, you know. That's there. Right. There's there, yeah. I, don't I hate, to sound, I hate to sound like conspiratorial, but right. The people that run those social media things are not our friends. Okay. Um, you know they're not our they're not our buddies in the in our in our way of thinking. Whatever I that is. That that's, I don't I don't like that generalization really, Walter. I, I mean, to me, if I'm talking, if I'm Googling for a book or I'm looking at a movie or something and then the, the you know, free Netflix download coupon shows up or I get, you know, a, a banner ad that tells me where I can get that book or another book by the same author, that is helping me. It's, it's making my life easier, right? Now, if you don't want to do that, don't get on social media. Don't use search right. engines. Use a VPN. There are ways to do it, but people are lazy. Right. They just want to go the easy route. And then I feel like all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, it was so weird. The ad came up for exactly the same thing. I was texting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's well that's the contract that you sign when you get yeah. on social media. But if you're if you're just the opposite, if you're sitting there um, constantly searching for how to make bombs and how to uh, about ISIS and all these other different groups, that just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but it, 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 it that info is being compiled someplace i mean you know i don't for sure. so but is that always like a serious thing in other words, um, you work in a gun shop and some guy comes in and starts asking you like hey if you were going to climb up in a tower and like you want to be able to headshot people how would you do it you're compiling that data right yeah and if you find out he came into some other employee like the last week and he asked the question about you know what would be the best kind of gun if you were going to shoot somebody in the back what kind of ammo goes through back muscles the best and now all of a sudden you compile that data in the back room of the gun shop. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, we do we have to not sell guns. This guy, we need to ask some more questions before we sell guns or ammo to that, that guy, because we're compiling data. This is what humans do. We're pattern recognizers and we're just manipulating. Yeah. IP. I, I don't believe we can, I don't believe in the, in the world. We can want the world to be fair. The world is not fair. Exactly. We have, we have this technology that exists now. It's never going away. And ultimately they, there's lots of reasons why lots of different organizations out there want to track everything and know everything about you. So if you're participating in it, yes, for sure. You're participating in it, but I think it takes, you know, what I'm saying is it, this is this is 
like a more complex thing that it takes people to look at it. For, for example, um, if like, okay, I'm on social media, you're on social media. Otherwise I would, you know, if I wasn't doing, making YouTube videos, why the hell would I even be on Facebook and Instagram and I all probably wouldn't be on, on most yeah. of it. Yeah. I wouldn't be there. So I agree to do that, but I would be there looking for my next wife. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a and, good subject too, by the way. Yeah. And we're, and for <laughs> us, we're looking for attention. That's why we're on those things. So now you get attention, right? So you have to think about how does that, how do, you know, what happens with that attention? So obviously to me though, what I think is there needs to be more than just this algorithm out there that says, Hey, this guy's searching these things. Because even if there was a person or even the algorithm itself should be able to look and go, yeah, because this guy, this is what he posts. But don't you think you know, this is what he does? It takes a pattern, right? So I think, I think maybe you triggered it this time, you know, no pun intended, you triggered that and maybe, you know, three weeks later, four months later, whatever, then the, the system gets more sophisticated because what you don't want is that new gun shop. I'm going to go back to the real world. The new gun shop employee that won't sell the gun to that guy because he doesn't like the shirt he's wearing or he doesn't like his skin color. Or he doesn't like yeah. his, his music he was listening to when he walked in. And now all of a sudden he's going to say, no, that guy doesn't fit the profile of the person I want to deal with. Well, you're like, you're, this algorithm pulled you out and said, no, I think this guy might be this person. Well, yeah. We as humans too. And it takes yeah. more time and exposure to ask the right questions and understand who that other human being is. And I think that's even harder through that, that, that interface. Yeah. I think this is always, um, th this is always stuff that we're going to be facing and dealing with, you know? Um, I, I just, I just think that what we have to do is realize that these things are always very complex. There's the simple, straightforward thing. And then there's the very complex side of it. And we have to think about it. Um, because, you know, th there's there's a lot of folks out there right now that are really worried about this. And I don't want to for me personally, I don't want to dismiss it because I could tell you that I've I've communicated with some of these people that are behind, um, you know, not the people who not the CEOs, for example, of YouTube. But I've communicated with people at YouTube that have told me, you know what, we will be happy if you would do like 20 percent guns and 80 percent anything else. <laughs> I've been told that. <laughs> well, because, because right? once again, they don't like this stuff. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how you want to say it. They don't like firearms. They well, don't they, like well, they have this power, and what they're constantly saying to themselves is, "How can?" Here's the thing about power: it corrupts everyone, right? So they're saying, "Hey, we have this power. We don't like who's in the White House. We don't like what Congress is doing. What can we do to make this?" Right? Happen? How are we going to counter this? Yeah, we're always facing that. Don't you think that's something that we're always going up against, Rob? Absolutely. But I don't think it should be any other way. Right? I mean, that's that's how the world works. I don't kind of like you said, like, I'll accept that there is that world isn't fair. I don't know that I would even change it necessarily, because what happens if it's all of a sudden fair? That sounds a lot like what communism? Like, I don't know. Yeah. What that look like I, I mean, we need to pay attention. We need to be aware of these agreements we're making. We need to be aware of the trades we're making to be able to take advantage of social media. What's the disadvantage? Because I look at it this way. It's kind of like, it's like with gun safety, right? It's, it's the whole safety third idea that, that Mike Rowe coined this great phrase, safety third. But we've been saying this in, in our programs for, for a couple decades now. It's not uh, safety first. What do we, the, the first thing we have to do is understand why do we want to have a gun? Why are we doing this class? Why are we going to train this skill? Why are we going to do this drill? There has to be a goal. So we identify the goal. And once you've identified the goal, then you have to identify the risks that are associated with that goal and be honest about it. And then the third thing you can do is put safety protocols and parameters around to uh, mitigate those risks, right? And, and I think 
we in the gun world do not do a good job of admitting the dangers, right? Like you, you can't say to somebody, no, having a gun in your house doesn't increase the likelihood of your kids having a gun accident. Yeah, it does. Like it absolutely does. Like having the gun in the house absolutely increases the chances that the people in that house are going to be involved in some kind of gun negligence, accident, whatever you want to call it. So you have, well, that, I mean, that's just, that's pure logic. Anything that you're driving a car. Yeah. If you drive a car a lot, you're going to get into a car accident. If you fly a lot, you're probably going to crash. But what happens is probability. you can't say that because if you say that Huffington Post is going to quote you, right? I don't, well, let him quote me because guess what? If there's anybody reading that that doesn't realize there are dangers that go along with firearms ownership or firearms access, let's educate them so that they do understand that. And then we can put risks in place. So talking about these things, I'm not saying dismiss the concerns because the concerns are real, but I don't think what we should do is have this. It's almost like a victim mentality where they are out to get us. Well, they're doing their jobs. They're trying to make earth better in their way. We're right. trying to make earth better in our way. Let's, let's, figure that out so that we can coexist. And like you said, not be off in our corners, you know, feeling disenfranchised or feeling, um, feeling, I think that's the thing, right? Like when, when the population starts to feel disenfranchised, when the population doesn't trust, right. That, that the other people have their best interests, right. Oh, anybody who says that, you know, socialism is a good idea is an enemy of the state. Well, not from their perspective. Like they may be wrong. They may need to be educated. We may definitely need to talk to them, but they believe they're saying the best things, right? So if there's, if they, ha if we can just accept that they are sincere in their intentions, now we can go back to a, a, a trust uh, of, you know, we're not like it, but it, we can go back to a trust and have a dialogue because what happens in, in that polarizing moment, that's when that, that tyrant, you know, this was, was like Plato's fear about democracy, right? In, in, in the Republic, when he talks about how, you know, democracy is like one step away from tyranny because ultimately it's mob rule. You ultimately, you get these, these factions that can't agree on anything and feel distrust towards the other factions. And then somebody swoops in and says, I'll take care of that distrust for you. You can trust me. And, and starts ruling without regard for the population. And yeah. this is what we see happening. But yes, but I think we're there because we're, we're, we're in that stage right now because um, we've got so many people that are just up against the walls on this, right? Who are just completely separated from it. Because we can't, we, we cannot um, forget or ignore and, and put everything in the category of conspiracy. We know that people are actually out there trying to do things to take guns away from people and do, you know, all these things. Look, it's like um, something that's come up recently, right? The NRA. Um, I don't know where you, you are with the NRA thing, but, you know, there's lots of us in the gun world that are very upset with the NRA. And then um, something came out saying that the NRA was actually out there actively trying to take down some of the people talking negatively about them. You heard about this, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I'm and I am I'm sort of in the middle on that because I think there might be a little, you know, maybe almost like distraction campaign going on within the NRA or maybe some delusions of grandeur on some people's part about how important they may or may not be. Um, you know, because I know people in the industry that people at the NRA could call up and their sponsorships would be dropped and they would stop, they would lose their collaborations. They would lose their, their livelihood in some cases because they work with companies that it, that the NRA and the, the board of directors and the leadership, of the NRA hold strong sway over. And it'd be very easy for them to just say, yeah, we'd rather you didn't work with that person because they're very outspoken against us. And by the way, I might even be one of those people because I have been incredibly outspoken against the Ackerman McQueen relationship and against the current leadership of the NRA. 
and I think defunding the current leadership of the NRA is the way we should go. Um, I don't think that means if I have a flat tire and I go off a cliff next week that, you know, the NRA sent somebody from the dark web to take me out. And that's right. But, but But it also doesn't mean that they're not trying that. Right. So and what I mean by that is in the realm of possibility, they, they could have like dark web. You know, I think it could be possible. I mean, we know for a fact it's news that the NRA was talking to that Russian hacker chick. Right. Yeah. But a lot of so people that, were. Hank. Yeah. So she, okay. she had everybody do. Yeah. But here's the thing. So here's the thing about that that I have to say. Look, I'm not. Here's the thing. You can't dismiss every uh, conspiracy. You also can't say that every conspiracy is true. There's things right. out there. For example, I've been doing this for six years. I've had my own website for most of that time, probably five and a half years or something like that, if not longer than six years, actually, because I've like been named Hank Strange a lot, a lot longer than when I started doing gun stuff, right? So I've had HankStrange.com for a long time, never been attacked. HankStrange.com has been attacked in the last couple of weeks. To a, to a severe level, but it never, ever happened before, you know, and I'm not even one of those big guys out there talking about the NRA, although we do talk about the NRA. You know, I go at them. I do, I'm not you know, I pay dues to the NRA because I want to be able to go and vote, but I'm not happy with what they're doing. Doesn't mean I, I'm mad at everyone over there, but I don't like what's happening. I talk about it and something happened there. Right. So something something's going on it could be a completely random thing it could be someone from the other side and not from the nra there's things going on here and you know we have to we have to think about this in a balanced way is what i'm saying to you because when if you if you dismiss everything from every side then that's how people just go okay well screw it i'm going to go over here and then they're like well we're going to go over here that's what's happening right now for for example with the nra they're not really talking to those of us um, that, that are NRA members or gun guys that are that are saying things about they're not talking to us. Sure. But, but that's but get over that's and this is one of the things I've complained about for five, six years pretty loudly is their method of operation is to not engage anyone who doesn't agree. And they pander to a base, a very small social conservative base. They tell they they're still putting out Reagan memes. Right. And I think that the educated gun rights advocate and gun owner knows that Reagan was no friend to gun owners, but they're still putting out Reagan memes because the small, I mean, less than 5% of American gun owners are actually active NRA members. Right. So right. there's a small niche. They chose social conservatism, a, a social conservative block of gun owners 20 years ago, plus to pander to. And that's how they get their donations. So that's their job. They haven't changed minds about guns in, in decades. Right. They haven't lobbied. They haven't really convince somebody to go pro-gun from anti-gun. They just put money into the pockets of people that are their collaborators and people who are already pro-gun and they take the money from the people who are already pro-gun that, that fall into this narrow, easily marketed to. Um, and in some ways, I think, you know, they decided it would be easy for them to manipulate that audience. And, you know, that's why we have some of their commentators talking more about the, the mainstream media that you can't trust and guns anymore, right? It, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's weird, man. They've always, like, they're not trying to work with gun guys. What they're trying to do is control the message all the time. Right. That's yeah. why I don't put that. I don't put that out of the realm of like possibility. Right. Because they're always trying to control the message. I think there are far more important things to worry about. Absolutely. And, and I think one of the problems is like, like even the way you sort of frame it up is, well, something happened to my website. So now I'm concerned it might've been the NRA. It could have been, it could have been Bloomberg too. Right. Yeah. It could be mom's yeah. action. Yeah, it, on the NRA. it could be the NAACP. Yeah. So, but here's, and here's what I want to tell you about that. The BMW so, owners, because you're always talking about your damn Audi. 
Yeah, <laughs> look, this is the thing though, but here's what happens. You know why, why things like this get to live out there? Because the NRA doesn't actually do, like they could do more to stop things from this They're moving not out there. When they have, when they have opportunities, um, like if you go back to before this whole thing with Vegas and bump stocks and everything, um, th those of us in, in um, the YouTube gun guys, we were under attack by YouTube, YouTube taking down videos, monetization and all that. I'm still constantly under that. Right. At that moment, there were people trying to help us. And those people were trying to talk to the NRA because they thought they were going to do something for us. Right. So the, the thing is, is that they, they didn't really do anything, you know, and even before that, they, they decided instead of dealing with the YouTube guys to just create their own NRA TV thing and and right. control the message that's out there. So there's a lot of this that the reason why people don't believe them or the reason why people are attacking them is because of the way that they deal with people uh, on their own side that are in their own camp. I mean, remember, I did it. I was I was the NRA training DVD series guy for 12 years. Right. And and I so trust me, uh, there were there were moments where the the, the and it wasn't the training division. Right. It was definitely not. It was outside of the training division where people come in and say, well, that's not really the message. Now, I didn't really get into politics. Right. I was teaching personal defense, home defense, firearms, gear reviews, all that kind of stuff. But these training DVDs that we did and sold millions of them through the NRA collaborating with them when it came time for digital and streaming. And when my voice on, on political advocacy and gun rights started differing from what the NRA was putting on, especially when I started becoming critical of the NRA, uh, you know, I don't have a relationship with the NRA anymore. So, and do I, I don't run around and say, Oh yeah, they, I, I get it. Like I didn't want to be affiliated and associated with that methodology anymore because I was, it was disillusioned. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when I was first getting into the community, when I was first getting active in the industry, I thought the NRA was, you know, what a lot of people think the NRA is. It's yeah. not right. And, and I learned that it took me a long time to learn that. So I hear you, man. I, I get, like you said, you've been six years in the industry and, and you came in at a time when, yeah, I would be super distrustful of the NRA too. I've, I've, I guess I've been close enough to it to kind of know where their, where their strengths, where their weaknesses are, and what I believe to be sort of where it's very easy to attack them and say, no, they won't help us. So they're against us. It's much more circling the wagons and saying, we don't need you because all we need is this three to 4% to give us the money that we've been getting from them. Right, we right. really don't need that other 90%. So you kids go play on YouTube. Yeah. Really. But this goes back to the, to the mental health thing that you're, you're <laughs> working on. Right. I think that the solution for a lot of things in this world, not everything, not I'm parsing this, right? I'm not saying the solution for everything. The solution for a lot of things are people to actually talk to each other. Absolutely. You know, that's what I think is like you can help your friends that are out there just by talking to them and giving them a sounding board for them to get out their frustrations and their and things like that and saying, hey man, I hear you. I you know, I understand where you're coming from with that and all that kind of stuff. And when we're not talking to each other, look, it's just like in relationships that we were talking about in the beginning. When you're not talking to each other, it's over. How you know you're doomed. It's right. done. Exactly. And that's where, and that's so, you know, that to me is the sign. So that's why I divorced myself from the NRA too, because it wasn't working. We weren't collaborating anymore. And I had all kinds of opportunities to continue to do everything I was doing. And it it was, it was huge, right? It was a, a lot of people come up to me this day. Hey, I learned about you through those DVDs the NRA sent me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there was a, that was the time then, then it was the outdoor channel. I, I learned about you on the outdoor channel. You know, I was doing shows there for years and then that collaboration ceased to be super productive on either side. So right. where we end up 
at ultimately is we're all we're all we're all independent human beings we're all independent entities and we need to find collaborations that make sense for us at given times and sometimes those things change and i think yeah. the biggest issue is if you don't want to solve the problem you you have no investment in the the discussion and i really believe the nra doesn't doesn't acknowledge what's going on as a problem they believe they can continue to circle the wagons and deal with a small niche of gun owners because here's one of the other problems we've got is the other side actually benefits from making it seem as if the nra is as big as the nra wants to pretend they are right, right? in terms of representing us gun owners it's way okay that makes yeah that that, exactly that one boogeyman one bad guy especially when they say some ridiculous things from time to time right mm -hmm. it's very easy for them to say it's them they don't want to talk about firearms policy coalition they don't want to talk about second amendment organization they don't want to talk about second amendment foundation it's just the nra the nra the nra because it's easy to characterize wayne lapierre and the rest of the kind of leadership you know that you've seen over the last years and the rhetoric that you've seen come out of the nra over the last couple decades it's very easy to characterize that as evil in the american middle ground's eye so so we need to stop empowering the nra too quite frankly like we those of us that i think see eye to eye on what the value or not value there is in the current NRA, we need to stop overvaluing them and move on. And that's why I'm not a fan of paying dues to have an almost meaningless vote for an almost meaningless board seat. I'd rather see people defund it and support their state organizations, support Second Amendment Foundation, support Firearms Policy Coalition, really you know, do things that are meaningful to empower other people and organizations and not contributing to the image that the NRA is the end all be all for gun rights in this country. Yeah, I think a lot of us are leaning in that direction. You know, one of the things that would help is like, you know, the NRA puts on the big meeting and everyone goes there. I, I don't even want to go to that thing this year. But the reason why I go every year is so I can actually interface exactly. with these people that are out there. And I wish there was an option. OK, I know you don't have a lot of time. I think you have less than 10 minutes. I think what you said was really important. I, I do appreciate like some of these groups like um, what Coltac and uh, Alpha. Uh, Alpha Gear, they were they were really getting a lot of notoriety for saying that they they're out. I think that's brilliant. I'll tell you right now, like I, I would I would guess that somewhere in Fairfax they would say, yeah, we'd rather Rob wasn't there, right? Because I don't I don't pay them any money. I show up, I'm costing them money, and I'm using their floor and their show just like mm -hmm. a lot of people with the not real activist signs and the enemy within badges, you know, you know lobbying for uh, Adam Kraut, campaigning for Adam Kraut. We're a burden to them at that show. So, so okay. don't be wrong. If I were paying $10,000 for a booth, I would say, no, I don't want to do that. But showing up to be activists and advocates for gun rights and the gun community, I think, I, I, I think you should go. OK, that's what I was going to say to you. So you're saying that instead of us just going, you know what, forget it. I'm not coming instead to the just party. Going, Dan, right? <laughs> yeah, we well, yeah. So you're saying we should go and we should take that opportunity to talk to people and try to let people know, even though it's on their floor, um, that, you know, there's other options and things like that. Right. Uh, absolutely. I think that's I think it's really important that, to, to realize that, that you're. And let those vendors know, let the exhibitors know, let people know like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to see you because I like your products. I'm here to talk to you because you're an important part of the community. But I'm honestly not real happy with the NRA right now. I think it's important that that filters up into these the, the big gun companies, the big ammunition companies, because so much. I mean, one donor gave 18.8 million, was it this year? And, and a lot of people have rumors about who they think that is, but it's almost certainly a gun industry magnate, let's say. Mm -hmm. Uh, that put in that 18, 19 million dollars. Well, let's make sure that his company and all the other companies know that there's a whole bunch of gun owners that really think that money could be better spent by yeah. Second Amendment Foundation, for example. Right. Yeah. You know what? That makes sense, man. I've been tr I've been like processing that thing in my head. Like, I really don't want to go because I don't want to support them. But I think 
what you're saying does make sense that it is an opportunity. It's kind of like if you don't go to the forest and you fall, no one's going to hear you unless you go to the forest, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to fall down. Okay. Um, I don't know how much exactly how much time you have, but I know you do have an event coming up yep, yep. Uh, that's here in Florida, right? Yeah. We're doing the Freedom Expo. Um, so it's being put on tomorrow. Uh, in uh, Aloma, it's just outside of Orlando, and uh, it's it's uh, actually it's one of these big churches just outside of Orlando, and they're hosting this. Um, there's going to be a panel of people. I'm going to be up there with uh, Mark Walters, uh, Mike Gallagher. Uh, everybody knows him from Talk Radio World. He's going to be uh, you know one of the biggest conservative, I guess, uh, talk voices that we have in our country. He's going to be moderating the whole thing. So there's uh, going to be a panel discussion in the morning. Uh, Mark Walters and I are going to talk specifically about media and and how you know interacting with the media and gun rights, especially gun media, how that works. And uh, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a, a gathering of, of like-minded people. Um, it's it's being billed as Freedom Expo. It is centered around gun rights, but it's, it's generally, um, I, I think, a lot of conservatively minded thinkers who are interested in individual freedoms and our civil rights. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Bruce Cherry put it together. Uh, there's a local radio station, uh, 660 and, and uh 1550, I think, are the two radio stations that are behind it. But uh, I think if you can put a link up and people. Yeah, I did. I just put it. There's a link in the description of this video that I just also put a link in the chat for people out there. Um, Even if you're not in Florida, you're not going to be able to be here. You can share it because I'm sure you have friends. Videos, there's going to be audio recordings played. There's going to be plenty of uh, content that comes out of this event tomorrow. So be looking for that from the Freedom Expo, uh, because I think there's a lot of great voices are going to be in that room. And I'm expecting a lot of great questions from the, the group. There's about 80 people that have paid um, an extra amount for their tickets tomorrow to interact with the panel members and, and sort of feed us their questions that we can then put out our answers and our thoughts to their concerns uh, when we're on the stage. So I think it's going to be pretty cool. Okay. Um, right. So what does it cost to go? I'm sorry, Walter, what was your question? I was going to ask a gun question, but Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. No, finish. I was just I was just trying to find out what it costs for people to show up there. Uh, it was it's free. So free. Oh, free. Okay. Free, yeah, to attend. And I think all those VIP tickets were sold out. So uh, if you want to show up, you join us uh, tomorrow. It's I believe it starts at nine o'clock, and it's supposed to go to about two tomorrow afternoon. Okay, and then you're going to put up some stuff on your social media, uh, yeah, right? Absolutely. If you've been put the last few days, so if you can go Pinkus Rob Instagram, Pinkus Rob on on Twitter, or Rob Pinkus on the the Facebooks. Yeah, definitely. There you go. I hope you guys go follow Rob. Okay, Walter, you got a question? Avidity Arms. That's your gun, Rob? Yeah, yeah that's the PD okay. we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah, I, I had a chance to pick it up at Eagle awesome. uh, Imports. Touch it, feel it. I like the way it feels. I like it's nice and slim. Kind of reminds me of a talk rev, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, just modernized um, a lot, probably. So, yeah, I didn't know it was yours. Hats off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm really proud of it. I think the first thing I was concerned about was ergonomics, that it fit as many hands as possible. It's nice and slim, too, for, for concealment. Thing. It, it, I'm a single stack. I'm carrying an XDS 4-inch. You know, I'm a single stack preference guy over the last five, six years. And uh, the next thing I was really concerned about was trigger. I really wanted a trigger that was specifically not sort of like you get with a lot of striker fire guns where it's, it's like nothing wall break. Almost yeah. like a two-stage trigger, and I wanted something that was way more consistent with a really short, crisp preset, and uh, we achieved that. So I'm really – I'm excited about more and way. Hundreds of people have shot the gun, and I'm really pleased with the feedback. We've been doing a lot of social media in the last couple of weeks where people are comparing this gun to the Glock 48, which a lot of people see as like – as if it dooms me to, you know, failure with the PD-10 project. <laughs> I, I, I hope you all told Daniel Defense not to make ARs, too, because Colt beat <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how about not to make a bolt-action rifle? Yeah, bolt guns. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't bother with that. 
Woo. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But it's funny. I think Glock expanded our market dramatically because, you know, t- two months ago, who needs a single stack gun? You now know, everybody yeah. does, right? Not everybody wants to size <laughs> yeah. single stack striker. But you know what? I have to commend you that you're taking time to develop the gun and and put something out there. I <laughs> know that you put know the beta that, out there and let it and let it Well, yeah, because guys like me, like Rob was saying earlier, well, I, maybe he doesn't know this, but there's there's guys like me that would go out there, get that gun, put five thousand rounds through it just and to start- burn him down, you know? Yeah. Like this is the pinkest gun. Yeah, look at it. Can it handle five thousand yeah. rounds in one hour? <laughs> I don't know. I shot. I got my Glock uh, forty-eight in. I put a forty-three frame on it right away to make a forty-three L, and I shot seven hundred and fifty rounds over fifteen hours in two sessions. One in the evening, one the next day, and uh, you know I still have a, a mark on my thumb from from that last week. And then I've shot another probably five or six hundred rounds through it this week. Uh, in that configuration, because I would love for that to be a better choice than the XDS four inch, because the XDS four inch is now discontinued, right? So they, mm-hmm. they, if Springfield isn't doing the XDS four inch, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, then what other guns out there of this configuration? Well, they're all double stacks, really, right? There isn't, there really isn't a single stack four inch ish barrel slide with a short grip, but putting a forty three frame on a forty eight will give you that. Um, that because that's frame. what people want, right? They kind of they, I, so I, everybody you know, yeah. people. I used to chop down 19s to 26. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I see people. The, the P10S from CZ is a really intriguing gun. The FNSC from uh, FN was the same kind of configuration. I think this is that. That's why the 19X makes no sense to me, right? Full size grip, short slide. I think most people want to put that full size slide inside the waistband and have a shorter grip. Yeah. But, but Glock engineers deliberately go against whatever people want. Otherwise, we would have seen the Glock carbine already. You, yeah, it, It's almost weird. It's like, but, you know, I give them I give them credit for like maybe some of that European like they want to be the next Beretta. Right. Like 400 years from now, they're going <laughs> to. Right. Like because they know they if they just develop the audience. I, I was shocked they released the 43 X and the 48 at the same time. Yeah. Normally their, their, their mode is to release the 43 X, which is the less desirable option. Let it sell for six, eight months or a year Mm -hmm. and come out with the 48. Yeah. You know, I think everybody's been feeling a little squeezed with the Trump slump and uh, Glock obviously wanted to, to, you know, make a little money. Get it out there. Well, also they probably are preempting other people from doing it. And then another thing, like I noticed, I carry the 43 and I noticed that, like I asked them, I said, so what do I do now? Do I get rid of my 43? And the guy was like, yeah, you do. Yeah. You don't need that. <laughs> I'll take it. Just, to, just put it in the box and send it to me. That's well, yeah. Um, I do. I do have to run down and you know, and it's not just about drinking at the bar, but I do have to get with the panel tomorrow to discuss what Understood. we're going to talk about at the Freedom Expo. But I really appreciate you guys having me on. And thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. We didn't get to really talk about cars very much, but we'll do that next time. Yes, we'll talk about cars when you go. Now, I know you're a car guy, but you got to come back on and talk about cars. <laughs> All right, fair enough, man. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. We appreciate it, man. All right. See you. All right. See you. All right, so we're we're still going to be here. Rob's uh, hey. Rob's, Rob's getting out of here, but make sure no, you guys. I got, I got the handle this gun there, and I didn't know it was his. Oh, you didn't? I saw okay. the post you put up there in the chat in our chat, mm-hmm. our side, and I'm like, oh, really? That's the one I, I saw Eagle Imports, and I was like, oh, I like that. I picked yeah. that up and I handled that. That was cool. Yeah, he's been developing it for a while, and I know there's a bunch of people out there making, um, putting out their own gun, like we had Kevin. Kevin Dixie, come on with the truth. And and I know that Colin Noir has a gun. And I think this, like, I mean, every, every gun guy now is putting out a gun, but Rob those, is actually really developing. Well, yeah, those guns right. are just re, re, rebranded guns, I'll say, on the other yeah. ones. But his is actual from scratch. So, 
There's a difference. Yeah. Right. And so anyone who is interested in that event, um, I did put a link in the chat here, but I also put a link in the description of this video. If you guys are going to be able to make it to Orlando tomorrow, and if you're not able to, but you're interested in what's going to go down there, um, I think definitely follow Rob. Uh, you know, I, I like him. He comes on here and we have tough conversations. We don't dance around everything. So unfortunately, we didn't really get to get into more stuff. But hey, at least you guys know that he's single. And, um, you know, if you've got any prospects for him, hit him up. I need to know about single guys myself, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. But if there's some guys out there that are happy that he's single, you know, we, uh, guess, we will uh, be happy to forward your information to yeah, Rob. I don't, don't think he's a single guy kind of looking for a single guy thing, you know, so. <laughs> you never know. Uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got to harass him a little bit. Hello, says, thank goodness for my uh, fork and knife noise. Oh, I guess you were. What was going on? It sounded like there was a restaurant in your room over there. Well, a couple times it went boom. And I'm like, what the hell's going yeah, on? Was, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what that was. I thought like, well, <laughs> I didn't see anybody walk in or out of the back door. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe no, I, it, maybe I, it's I, professional wrestling going out in the other room. So you body slam somebody. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Oh, she said for goodness sakes about the noise. That's what oh, she was saying. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know what caused Walter, well, we got to train Walter to hit that mute button. Seriously, we got to Just my little bit of eating? Yeah, you know. It was that bad? All right. Okay, cool. All right. I was losing my mind, actually. I was going mental, so I had to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needed help. Sometimes yeah. that's a thing. Look, that's one of the things that a, that a guy really needs out there. We're talking about what guys really need because of that movie that's coming out. There's a, a good meal. Yes. The first thing I was going to say was food. An attentive beef. female. Beef. Steak, preferably. An, an attentive female. Someone who appreciates your presence is always nice. Uh, uh, and, yes. and likewise, vice versa. Yeah, vice yeah, versa. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, a little free time every once in a while where nobody's hawking over the top of me, you know. Okay. Um, you know, where uh -huh. I can do my thing and then she can go do her thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we spend the, oh, I spend the whole day together with my female. So, yeah. Um, you yeah. You know, yeah. everybody can't do that. So, oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, one I of like my spending the whole day hanging out with Lola. She does not like spending the whole <laughs> day hanging out with me. One of, one of yeah. my lifelong childhood friends stopped by the shop today. It's actually that I met in second grade mm -hmm. and have been friends with ever since. Um, second grade? Second grade. Wow. So when that I moved, was like when I, 1822. 1836, yes. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> and it was him, me, and Lincoln. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> and Lincoln was just too tall. Like, did you guys move. have like those old, like when you guys were meeting today, did you have those old style airing, hearing aids? Oh, you mean like, like a cup with a string? Yeah. It looked like a big, like a megaphone. Oh, kind of thing. Oh, worn. Like a yeah. trumpet or something. Yeah. 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 Those things. Yes. <laughs> uh, I need yeah. one of those as a matter of fact, but um, he was just mentioning that, you know, his and his wife are getting to that age where they're going to be, they both work for the post office, by the way. Okay. And um, they're going to be retiring. And he says, I don't know if I can stay home with her all day long. So, Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's my dream. I can't wait until Lola can work for me. <laughs> you know? But Lola is not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know? I, I'm so having visions of some kind of slave set up here. You know? That's what I'm this is, yeah. Rep that's what I call reparations for her yeah. people selling yeah. my people into uh, slavery. Uh, oh. 
because <laughs> that's how it happened in case oh, well, yeah. there, in case you don't know the truth is uh really tough for a lot of people to absorb yes yeah um, yeah no i i would like to do that i don't know lola not so much not so yeah. you know a little um, bit she would a little bit like to do that but well you gotta have things to do where you're not like right like, yeah hey, well i don't know she thinks i'm demanding for some reason but i'm not i'm not demanding i don't yeah um, you know I'm, I'm pretty nice i'm pretty easy going Look, tonight, um, yeah. my my sweet wife made me some more more dinner. Um, okay. Um, you know, so yeah. give and take, give and take, you know, give and yeah. take. So we're gonna, I'm going to show some Gorn for sure, but oh, we, should I got some. Over, yeah. we should go over the thing. So this movie, let, so this movie that um that I put the title up, What Do Men Really Want? I guess it's what, the movie's called What Do Men Want, right? Which is a remake of um, Mel Gibson did What Do Women Want, if anyone saw that movie. So, um, you know, I figured we'll get into that as gun guys. Like, what, what do we want? So I, I agree with you, Walter. Food, most important thing. Yeah, and uh, that doesn't mean that she always makes it for me. It's just uh, food. Yeah, food's yeah. very important. Richard Hughes gave us two bucks. He says, Hank, are you going to Coffee and Cars on Sunday? I doubt it. I've got to shoot guns this weekend. I got a bunch of, I'm way behind on gun videos and things like that. So I'd come and join you, but I got to paint the Halflinger this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it this weekend. I would like to do it um, one of these days, man. It's just, I, I, right now I've kind of put the car stuff on, on a little bit of a hold while I get the caught up in the gun stuff. Cause we're in gun season right now. So once shot show happens, yeah. This gun thing continues usually uh, until around NRA, and that's when it starts to peter out. But we're in that mode because right now people are getting the tax money back. Oh. Buying guns, new guns are coming out. Everybody wants to see how this thing works, that thing from SHOT Show. <laughs> What's your favorite crazy. Glock number? Have yeah. Glock numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Liberty sent me a 22. That, that came out last year. The yeah. Liberty. Uh, Mine are on the way. Mine are on the way. Yeah, but you know, there's a whole bunch of things coming out. Um, like for example, I was going to show you this, Walter. Uh, boom, the SKL. Oh, lift right it there. up. I lift it up a little higher. There yeah, we go. There we go. Yeah, let's see if I can lock it on me here for a second. Uh, so this is the SKO. This is the. I think this is the SKO. Um, How long is that shorty? Uh, this. Because that's a. This that's is a, sixteen. This is a sixteen and a half. Oh really? So okay. look, check it out right there. Look at that logo. That's the old school Hank Strange logo. Strange. Yeah, that uh, this is from uh, STD Gun Standard Manufacturing. No, um, there's your. This is what you got here instead of a stock. You got, got a nub. Yeah, you got a little nub, a little nub. Um, it looks like you can change. You could change. You could put a vertical grip on it. You could change that. You could change your pistol grip. I think I'm going to put one of the um, one of the ATI, probably something, something like that, like the big rubber ones. Shock absorbing rubberage. Yeah, this yeah. is I have the classic rubber with the red line through it that I'm not trying to use. Red, red bear. So what do men really want? A damn sandwich. Where's my sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway. Yeah. Walter. So I've got two of these. I've got the regular length one. I don't have yes. it here. Yes. But um, we've got I got two of these guns that came in for testing. So. I'm going to do videos yes. on those guns. We're going to shoot them and, and test them and all that. And then after that, what I think I'm going to do, because uh, Standard Manufacturing wants us to give away one of those guns. Okay. 
So I think that we're going to choose which gun we're going to give away, which gun we're going to keep and probably modify it. And that's the whole thing of it, right? You could take this and mod it. So yeah. one we'll keep and we'll mod. The other one we'll give away to someone and I'll probably give it away here on the show. So cool. Yeah. So you guys will have to be here. I'll get someone from standard to come in. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Let's go through what guys want. I know I want food, food, very important. Um, clothing, you know, I need clothing. So, but I'm not, I'm not a big clothing guy, to be honest with you. I'm a yeah. jeans and t-shirt kind of guy. I don't know about yeah, you. You can waste a lot of money on, on, yeah. on I don't, name yeah. brand clothing. That is. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I never actually spent a lot of money on clothing. So I always spent most of my money on tech, right? I always liked tech. I've always been like that. Always into tech. Um, spent money on cars. Very important. Very important. <laughs> and uh, guns. That's, you know, that's basically where most of my money goes. <laughs> and haircuts. Haircuts. Yeah, you got to go every Wednesday. Yeah. I got to go get my haircut on a regular basis. But what do you, uh, someone, Kathleen Music Lover wants to know what's my favorite meal? um steak a nice fatty juicy steak is what i like yeah yeah charred nice the fat's kind of charred really nice yeah yeah well done yeah. Well or done. some really really good prime rib yeah i know people don't like the idea of well done i'm not talking about burnt you know it's hard lola to do says, i'm can... not into i'm not into clothing it... why is lola questioning that i'm not into clothing uh so yeah i mean it's it's possible to cook a well done steak but it takes some at first, it takes a good cut of meat, and secondly, it takes a little skill. So, yes, I do agree with that. I do agree. And but the a steak for me has to have fat. It has to be juicy. Well, good marbling will help in that quest to get that well done yeah. steak still yeah. edible. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lola likes to like get rid of the fat, and that makes me mad. I want all the fat. I want that fat to be cooked and just. Yeah. 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 Very, very, very important. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you're not going to do the prime rib thing because it's like red and all. But oh, that's like candy. Good prime rib. Yeah. Oh, OK. Dip it in yeah. the horseradish sauce. and. Yeah. <laughs> you like the or the horseradish, I noticed. <laughs> I like a little, you know, it's not it's I don't do a lot of spicy stuff, but I like horseradish sauce. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, sex is important as a guy. Uh, the canine coach says sex and silence. <laughs> <laughs> it was one uh, before the other or, or, or what? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Or silent sex or. He's, yeah, he's going to have to uh, tell us about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, see, if I know from, <laughs> you know, when you're married and you have children, you got to keep it. You got to keep it down. Otherwise, it gets a little embarrassing. You know. So that's one of the reasons I can't wait to uh, get my sons out of the house. Kick them. Yeah. 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 You got yeah. one going already. So, uh, yeah, he, most of the time. He's, he he's, could be back, though, once he gets out of school. Yeah, he can come home whenever he wants to, you know. Uh, yeah. So but I have one that's there still. And I think we've got to figure out a way to send him off to college. Yeah. <laughs> Or something, yeah. Yeah. So let's see. I answered the 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 question. Someone. Oh, flopping garbage said a jet plane. Um, if money was no object and somebody to maintain it and fly it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the uh, things like boats and planes and stuff like that. I'm not. They're black holes, man. And yeah. Not, I don't. Yeah. They just yeah. the money just gets sucked into them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those aren't things that. Um, 
you know, I wouldn't mind like a all-purpose vehicle. In other words, something that could fly, go underwater, <laughs> on top of the water. Okay, James Bond. In the air, you know, and drive over land. That would be awesome. But, you know, I mean, still waiting for that. That's going to probably take a lot of money to develop. But I like I like cars, man. I know you like cars too, right? Yeah, I like cars. I like cars. I mean, I don't have I don't have a lot. I don't have. Well, I have a Fiat, a Barth, and things like that. But I don't. Have, yeah, but you've got vehicles, like you got yeah military, military vehicles and stuff. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, yeah, I do like I, I do like this. If I had a garage at my house, I'd be tempted to get me a three hundred eight Ferrari. But I'm not leaving oh, it sit outside. I'm not no. leaving it sit outside. That's against the law. Yeah, you need to. You, I, I think you need to put a garage over there, and I you can know, afford that. That that wouldn't be hard at all to afford because they're pretty affordable. But yeah, now the when, maintenance is not. But the, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing with that. You I wanna, can do the maintenance. I can do the work on it. That's not a problem. But okay, you think you can do you can do the stuff oh, on yeah. the Ferrari? Okay, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, but so so the the three hundred eight is an older Ferrari, right? Yeah, that's like that's a Magnum PI car. Yeah, I like the way that those older cars look. I don't like the technology. I like how there's companies out there nowadays, like Singer does it for Porsche, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like there's a company called Singer and they'll yeah. get an old like 70s Porsche or something. Uh-oh. And, and and they it's it still looks like the nice 70s Porsche on the outside, but then they do just little tweaks in there to give you the nice creature comfort. Oh, okay. Make better sound for the music, you know, because music. Well, is that's important. easy to do. Sound stuff is easy. No, but they do. You should it's, look. That it's up. against the law to take an air cooled Porsche and change the engine. Okay. No, look up. Sing- hold, hold on a second. Let me see if yeah. I can find it right now. You should look up Singer Porsche because what they do with Porsches and there's other companies that. Um, that do that with, Richard, with different cars, like yes, sir. You can get that for um, there's old Jaguars and things like that yeah, that people. Yeah. The, basically, it's resto mod. Have you ever seen like the resto mod kind of thing? Well, they just update all the electronics and stuff. Yeah, they they do more than that. I mean, they really hook it up the way here. I'll put, I'll throw this link up and you can check that out if you want to. Just take a look at that. But those are those are cool and there's lots of. Um, there's different companies that do that. So you get that old school look, but with new school technology in there, like you can plug in your phone to charge and oh, they make okay. it faster. They put a better engine that's more reliable and the oh, air wait. conditioning actually works. Okay. Well, you don't want to get a Ferrari, man, and be always working on that thing. No, but there is something to being vintage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. See, you believe in vintage. I don't. Well, um, actually, someone is was I don't know how true this is, so I'm not going to put any names out there yet, but I am running down. I am thinking about the possibility. Lola has already said no, but someone <laughs> wanted to sell me a Challenger like a, I think it's a early 70s or late 60s Challenger body. And, uh, and I was like, oh, this would be awesome, man. I could we can make that into a four by four, you know, jack it up. We could put a real big motor in there. Okay. We can make it like an apocalyptic vehicle. Who's doing this? <laughs> you. I, oh, I'm, I doing doing part, this. I'm, I'm doing the part of getting the vehicle. I'm trying to make a living. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> what, yeah. are talk, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> uh, Richard Hughes says, yes, singer. So Richard knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They make good stuff, right? Oh yeah, I mean you, you've seen the way they take the uh, I forget which model of Alfa Romeo it is, but there's company I don't know if it's Singer where they take the old school Alfa Romeo and they make it really badass. Yeah, um, there's people that do that um, with lots of different vehicles. I've seen it done with um, Jaguar. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, and some other things out there. So, you know, yeah. Ferraris, though, Ferraris maintain their. I, I'm not sure if there's anyone doing that with a Ferrari because honestly, you can get a Ferrari that's in really bad shape and it still has a lot of value. <laughs> Lola's thanking me. So. You see that in the chat. Uh, thank you, Walter. Just say no to his crazy ideas. Walter, if I can get that thing, we are doing it. We're making an apocalyptic. I don't know yet, but if I can get it, we can make it the safety well, harbor firearms vehicle. And we can, we can, we can, we can rhino line it. Yeah, we can rhino line it. We could put a big massive motor in there. Maybe we get a elephant. I don't know. Elephant. You know, the elephant motor, remember? Where are you going to get this? I don't know. You're going to rub your, rub your hands together and <laughs> twiggle your nose or something? And a elephant motor might fall off of a truck somewhere. Uh, you're going to have to find a donor. Yeah. No, we, well, but listen, if, if, if I could actually get my hands on something like that where it's not too expensive um, and we could do something where we put together a rough – because we could use that for um, – what is that? Gumball 500 thing? Oh, that's the, the gamblers coming up in, a, in April, but that's the same weekend as Knob Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I can't pass up because of the money. So yeah, but we can make it look like a military vehicle, Walter. You oh, you, now you now you're teasing me. Now you're yeah. like you're saying, okay, we yeah, this, we'll make we'll, 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 yeah, but we'll see. We could hook this. We could put a hatch in the hood there, so someone can get out. Where's know, our Where's our minigun? Yeah, yeah, we can have a gun turret up there, man. A minigun. Yeah. These are the kind of things. Like oh, I think oh. a man needs a project. A man needs dreams. <laughs> You know, he needs something to work towards. You've been to, to my shop, for. haven't you? You can see the unfinished projects. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, so when we went to SHOT Show, I left from Tampa and I left my uh, my pickup truck over at Walter's place. So when we got back, Walter, we had um, the Lyft, the, you know, like Uber. Yeah. We had that. Um, we had the we use Lyft because I don't like Uber. But yeah. the Lyft guy took us back to your place. And he was like, wow, are these all your trucks? <laughs> and you said, yeah, they're mine. No, no. It's like, no, it's my buddy. My buddy has uh, yeah. has an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> so he was he was impressed. Oh, well. He was impressed. He was actually yeah. an Irish guy. He sounded like Liam Neeson, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And he was pretty cratchety also. Oh, really? An older guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty cratchety. But in the end, you know, see, this is why I say talking is important. Like, he... He was a little cratchety, but this is how I am. I will talk to you and defuse you. And by the end, well, we were all buddies and stuff. Yeah, everybody like that, made yeah. fun of me that one time in Vegas when I was talking to the to the Lyft driver, mm -hmm. just like I was his buddy or something, you know. And there, I got yeah. I got shit for that for a long time, and I'm like, I was just having a conversation. It wasn't no, like you anything. guys. No, I would. I think that was an inappropriate relationship, personally. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> oh man, we were supposed to be racing. We were racing Lyft drivers. Oh, oh, yeah. To see who would get to a location first. I defused that situation, yeah. And you left before me, like, by 15 minutes, and I still beat you because you you and that guy had some kind of secret rendezvous was, somewhere. There was a, a guy, a bromance going on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Red, Bear, uh, Red Bear says, did he have a kosh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. What's up? Uh, Jafari H says, sorry, Lola, I love you, but it's a challenger. Yeah, if we can get our hands on a challenger, <laughs> Walter, we're not saying no. Well, uh, right. A, lo a lot of me says you're right. Yeah. If, if we can if get cheap, cheap. Yeah. Cheap. If we can get a cheap challenger body uh, that's not too rusted out and all that kind of stuff that we can actually do something with. I'm sorry, yeah. but the, the, the man, the man in me does not allow me to say no to that. 
the uh yeah the person in me that doesn't pass up a good deal says uh hmm hmm yeah but i'll, I'll give you more info on that if, okay. if when if and when i ever actually get that lockdown okay. but that is a possibility look you know before i bought the um not before you know what actually what was it before i bought the challenger that i had i was gonna buy from this guy a 19 i think i met a guy on a plane or something like that and i was gonna buy a 1972 um uh, Mustang Mach 1 from him. Okay. I can't remember where I met the guy, but anyway, Lola said no, <laughs> no. to that. You know? So that's how I wound up getting the uh, the Challenger that I had. Because she was like, okay, you want a muscle car? Get a muscle car that... Yeah, if but look, what she, wrong look with, what she started. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Then, you know, that... Lola does not like used cars. That's her thing. Well, used cars a lot of times made into... Uh, problems sometimes yeah. yeah right someone's asking me why i don't like uber i, just, I don't know i oh, came never... out both uber and lyft have came out with some anti-gun stuff yeah are there are the people who own the companies or ceos but i don't think that's it for me that's partly it but not really it because they're both like that but i prefer lyft over uber because Lyft allows me to tip the people that are driving. Oh, okay, maybe yeah. Uber maybe Uber started to do that, but there's a lot of different things with Uber that I was like, yeah, screw these guys. I'm not going to roll with them. Yeah, I usually use Lyft so, too. So. Yeah. So, um, Does anybody want, anybody want to see a Rattler? Yes, Any, let's does check anybody that out. Care? Lola says, uh, I can't fix anything, so no projects for me. Oh. So. No projects for you. <laughs> it's like no soup for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not What's true. That from? What's that from? Uh, that's from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, see, I know. Yeah. I know about those things. Okay, so let's check this out. So this is a Rattler. What have you done Rattler with it? Rattler with the compact entry stock from Safety Ever Farms, yes. Okay, very cool. Yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, and what have you done anything to this other than put that stock on it? I've stuck this tag on it from the shot show. That's about oh, it. So did you put the firing pin back in? No, it still doesn't have the firing pin in. Yeah. I haven't done it on any of the guns yet. Yeah. So. Eric one Hammond, of, go ahead. One of my projects I need to do, I need to get them all back uh, live again. So. Yeah, put the firing pins back in. Eric Hammond says, what happened to the RV? Technically, I still <laughs> have the RV, but technically also um, I'm walking away from that project just because it's like too much stuff going on. Right it's now. a black hole. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, for those who don't know, we were mentioning the Gambler 500. That's coming up here in Florida. Uh, so if you're in Florida and you like, uh, check out the gambler website. Um, it's a, it's a 500 mile fun race where not a race. It's just a 500 mile, uh, race gathering mm -hmm. point to point thing where people bring all, you're supposed to bring a $500 car. Yeah. But like of course, an event, it's a car event. Car yeah. Event. Yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff that will show up and I would be there and doing it, but I have to go to the machine gun shoot in Kentucky. So. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about that because I really wanted to do it. So. But I think we should collaboratively build a project. I want to do that for the Stranger Palooza, the car channel, where we get something cheap and we build it up. Maybe people out there that have the skills help me out, right? People that have different skills are like, hey, I'll help you do four this. 4x4 would be do that cool. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I would like to take a car that's not a 4x4 four four and right. made it with a 4x4. Four four. Yeah. And, and, but do it properly, not like yeah. a freaking... Uh, yeah, do it's like a like, Mad Max. I'd I would love to see a Mad Max type of build with machine guns and the funders and stuff. Ooh. Just you know something that looks super <laughs> aggressive and all that kind of stuff could go off road and you know. But I mean, uh, you know, 
All right. Okay, Lola's getting aggravated by this one. I could tell. Okay. Also brought home the MP5K. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fresh. This one's still uh, neutered from the shot show. Got to put the. God, yeah, I love the. Uh, these are one of the. These are one of the one of the things I like about HK. Are these man. Yeah. Yeah. The HK guys like this too. By the way, at the shot show. Yeah. They were, they were checking the stock out for for show for sure. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so here, I'm going to show you another gun that I brought in today since it's Friday. Okay. So check it out. I've had this for a really long time. Oh, the, uh, You guys probably know what this is. Here, I'll pop KSG. up. KSG. Yeah, check it out. That's my KSG. With the, you know. the uh, Salvo 12 uh, adapter. Yeah, so yeah, this is the adapter so I could put a suppressor on it. It's got some diamond head sights up on it. Mm. Um, well, probably one of my favorite guns, uh, one of my favorite bullpups as well. Yeah. I've got a bunch of bullpups, but I like this. I like the new one that they're coming out with the super Single light shot. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Actually. So, um, you yeah, know, I'm going to try to get one of those as soon as I can. I mean, I used to be able to deal with the Caltech guys. They're not super. Eric Hammond's got along. a 72 scout. Where do you live, Eric? Ooh, 72 scout. Where do, you, where do you live, Eric? Yeah. Is he, are you in California? He says, I'll sell it cheap. He says he needs a 72 scout. Needs Where a do you live and how rusty is it? Yeah. Because um, I like the scout, actually. Yeah, hit me up or send me pictures of it at uh, hankstrange at gmail.com. Yeah. I'll take a look uh, at it. Yeah, everybody's yeah. asking, what shape's the body in? Well, that yeah. friend that I mentioned from second grade, mm -hmm. um, he used to drive a scout. Oh, really? No, I spent Those scouts are good. Those cool. Did you see the scout that I saw at SEMA show last year? Remember there was a... Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of the company, but it had like that, um, it had like that orangish kind of, uh, what uh, you call like a Dr. Pepper kind of color. Okay, like a maroonish brown. Yeah, kind. yeah. It's I really think... bad and no title. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, Texas. Yeah, Texas. that's a long. That's yeah. a long way for a. Yeah. Uh, if I was I closer, know. I'd think about it. Yes, but um, yeah. And then what are you? What are you planning? What are you looking for for it? So check it out. Look, these guns are pretty much the same length. Oh uh, yeah, check but they're out. not the same gun. That's no, they're not the same gun, but they're very close. They're, yeah, they're, they're the same they're length same overall. Length. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're the same length overall. Completely different guns. Um, you know, if if you were to ask me right now, I would say the KSG uh, looks better to me. But uh, and well, I also holds chance. more or holds more rounds too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to shoot this yet. Um, and then I really want to see what can we do. Like I don't know if we should keep this one or the one the. Now that's the, an automatic, right? Or is it pump? This is semi-automatic. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's a magazine for it that goes in here. Okay. And then I saw at Shot Show they had like this big a prototype magazine. I think like a fifty round. <laughs> So I'm saying, Walter, we can do some stuff to one of these, man. <laughs> we can modify the living crap out of one of these, you know, once we, we see how it runs and all that stuff. So, yeah. Scout 2. Yes, I remember the Scout 2. Yeah. yeah. I think this probably needs to be chopped down to like here. Yeah. yeah, long as it'll. I was talking to you about that, asking them if they know how short. Yeah. How short you can go you with know the what? barrel. The trigger looks like, I'm going to go in there. I AR? have to go in there. Like the trigger AR. looks mm -hmm. like an AR trigger. It definitely has AR style controls right there. Um, Simpson Larry's asking if you have a Tavor, Hank. Uh, Tavor, yes, I do. I have a Tavor and I also have an X95. And John Gillum was asking how we met. Um, 
basically Hank just called me up along with um, Peter, Peter Palma of yeah. um, Top, Shot. Top Shot fame. And they came by the shop. Yeah. And Peter told me, oh, I got one of your uppers. So we automatically had something in common. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it was a. Uh, yeah, we went to see two people in that area. That <laughs> I went with Peter. Uh, one of them was very nice, <laughs> and the other one <laughs> was the opposite of that. That's <laughs> about what I could say to you guys. <laughs> we'll leave on that, that day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so here's here's something that I want to show you guys. Be- definitely before we got time before we leave, but look, Fort Scott Munitions, which is two thirty nine. Yes, seven six two by thirty nine, Walter. What kind what? of AK you want to shoot through? What we uh, come on, whatever we definitely got to put it through the full auto. Well, wait till I get that so. can that's coming from Liberty. Yeah, so this is solid copper spun. Um, because I want to put that can on the AK and uh, yeah, tumble on impact, can. tumble on impact. We got to get us some. Uh, you you have some. There we that, go. Uh, Check that out. There you go. There's a round. Really. Do you have? I think you said you had some of the. Um, the shoot into the gel stuff. Yeah, I've got some gel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to shoot it in there and see what it does with that. Yeah, yeah. We've got to actually, there's a bunch of videos that we need to do. Babyface is on vacation. That's why you get, well, not vacation. He's on work then, isn't he? Yeah, he's on a work, uh, what is it, work release? <laughs> work release, yeah. Work, uh, what, what is it called? The work getaway? Work <laughs> retreat. A retreat, yeah. Yeah, he was on a work retreat, which I think he was on the way back. Um. He's, I think he's on his way back today. I don't know if he got back here yet from Texas, but oh. uh, but we all have to, a bunch of videos that we need to do. Like I want to um, we need to go out and do some more some follow up testing on the Reformation, Walter. Yeah, I haven't shot that. Yeah, I want to yeah. do that. Yeah, you, you probably need to get to shoot this, but I think we we need to do some more tests and see what are the rounds doing out of there. Um, when I did that video that's up, I used the Fort Scott stuff, but I think we need to, to do some cheap stuff. Or some steel case as well, and see how are those how they stack how those up. things acting in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of things like that. I've got a, a ton of videos that I really need to do. So that's why, like Richard was asking me about that car event. I would love to go to it because I love you know cars. To me, like you know, being married, Lola's awesome. Cars are my mistresses. So <laughs> yeah, that's how I look at it. That's like, you know. That keeps me. If I have spare time, what I like to do with my spare time is drive. You know, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't super enjoy. I don't mind washing my own car. You know, I'm not really into wrenching on a car, but I love driving. Mm. You know, that's yeah. the thing for me. I love driving, man. When I drive, it, it like I unwind, and you know. Um, I get to think about all the stuff that's going on. I get to process thing in my brain, just like the process of driving and stuff like that. So, you know, I know some people don't really give a crap about what car they get into, but I, you know, I'm into. Yeah, that. I, I, I don't say that I don't. I like to have one that runs, but it's, but I, I would say you like I, wrenching on stuff. I know that. Well, I don't yeah. mind doing it if I'm not under duress. Yeah, you and Will are wrenchers, though. I've seen you guys I mean, wrenching on things. If it's something like, like, like for example, Spencer's car has a power has a has had a leaking power steering rack, and the power steering rack that the Chevy designers came up with is tucked underneath the end uh, on top of the engine cradle. So in order to change it, you have to drop the engine cradle down 
to get to the rack. And you can't do that laying on the ground. You got to put on a lift. Yeah. And it just makes my head want to explode because you can't fix it easily. Yeah. Did you? Um, okay. So when I went to SEMA show, I don't know if you looked at my SEMA show coverage. By the way, shameless plug. You guys can go to Stranger Palooza. That's the YouTube channel that has all of that. But Walter, if you go, let me see if I could pull it up right now. Because Stranger on Stranger Palooza, right? I have, there's a video there from a company that has, um, that makes a really affordable lift. Let me see. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to see if I could pull that up right now. And I I, I saw it at, um, at the show. Let me see. This was like, if anyone's looking at SEMA 2018, where is that video? Where's the video? Yeah. So let me see. Where is this lift? Left, 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 left. Oh. oh, Quick Jack. You ever heard of Quick Jack? Quick Jack. Is that yeah. the guy that jacks you up when, the, when you're driving your car or is it the jack for your car? <laughs> so here, look, I'm going to send you the video, but okay, then I'm going to send you the um, I'm going to. So here's the link to that video. You guys can look at it. Walter, if you're not subscribed to Stranger Palooza, you better subscribe and, uh, you know, ring Start the bell, it. all that stuff like people should be doing right here on this channel, subscribing and ringing the bell. But uh, Quick Jack seemed like a pretty cool thing to me, though. Is that what's behind there? That green that green truck's up on the Quick Jack? Yeah. So if you're looking at that video, let me see. In here, there's actually a part where I stop close to the board. Yeah. So you can get, like, their – I think their biggest jack is, like, 13, 1400 bucks. Right, right, right. You know, but there's different size jacks that they have for different cars. And uh, it's pretty cool. There's, there's a part where I'm showing, if you slide down yeah, in the video, where the that, guys yeah. actually, yeah, you can you can power that thing up and down. So oh, I okay, thought that I was something really cool that I saw. Yeah, that's that's nice, but you got to go higher to do that power steering thing. How much higher than that? When you want to be underneath the standing. That's what oh, I'm you, Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, because you have to let the engine cradle down. And then still get into the yeah. So it's it's just one of those things I look at and I go, man, you you built this thing so nobody can fix it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, engineering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old GM engineering, man. What can I say? Yeah. No. Well, um, in, in that case, I don't mind paying somebody to do that kind of stuff because it just yeah. If you run the numbers, if I if I do it and I'm doing it when I can be making guns, it's cheaper for me to have somebody else do it. Yeah. But I think in general, people like working on stuff. I find it's easy for me to work on. Uh, I like working on things. I like working on things. Uh, well, I'm going tomorrow stuff to, like that. to paint the Halflinger, which uh, I want to do it. So and once I get it out of the way, it's but it's just got to do a lot of sanding and prepping and thinking about things and. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing it. It's kind of relaxing, actually, when it's all done. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what if people want to know one of the things that guys like doing, we do like fixing stuff or making things. Yeah. Even if we can't really even if we're not good at that. <laughs> right. I guess I'm good at it. So what am I going to say? Oh, OK. Well, excuse. <laughs> I can make a good dinner. I can make a good um, whatever. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, someone says buy another car. So, <laughs> was that car? How cheap was that car? Was it cheap or that car was? That's the one that's the the, the police interceptor. Yeah, yeah. It's only got sixty something a thousand miles on it. It runs like a scalded puppy. Um, 
It's not a bad car. It just there's just things sometimes you wonder how, what they were thinking when they designed this thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, they designed it to be fixed at the dealership. That's where they designed it. To yeah, be and then the police police uh, police departments have their own mechanics and stuff. Yeah, like that, yeah. Right? They just drop it off at the shop and they fix it. Yeah. But yeah. No, the car itself runs good, man. It just it freaking flies. But um, but um, that just it's one of those things. Right now, it seems to be working all right, but I don't know. You know, Brian Wyatt says he's stacking his pennies. He wants a fifty. I, I would prefer I, one of I yours. I want to take. I'll take a stack of pennies. Trust me. Uh, when the time <laughs> comes, I'll take your pennies. I'm not above that. But um, we didn't hear anything yet. But I hopefully next. Well, I won't say. I don't want to jinx yeah. anything. But, yeah. 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 You got to wait. It's just you know one yeah. of those things. Yep. When it happens, or when we hear about it, we will definitely. I will let, let you everybody guys know. know. Yes. Yeah, one way or the other, whatever happens. Whatever happens, yep. Yeah. Um, you know. Yep, 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 yep. In the meanwhile, there are things from from Safety Harbor Fire. Oh, yeah, we're making the stocks. Uh, next week, we should have MP, MP5K stocks uh, back in stock. Uh, we are cutting metal for the full-size MP5 right now, as mm-hmm. as Zenith refers to, the reverse stretch. Um, what else? Uh, we are working on another... St- I won't call it a top secret project, but um, another project for the Streebog. We're going to be making Streebog stocks too. So if you're waiting for that, don't worry. We're going to be doing it, but we're going to make yeah, something all else. All the stuff that we were showing before before Shot Show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, manufacture those. We're actually working on a Glock lower for the Streebog. Um, Walter, <laughs> don't tell Glock. anyone. Then people will be like, "Where is it? We want Glock, it now." Glock Mag. Yeah, you got to be patient on that one. It's not ready yet, but yeah, Glock Mag lower for the Streebog. We're working on. Okay. The, the street bog is very nice in the sense that the upper is the firearm, not the lower. So, yeah. Are you guys going to call that the Hank adapter? We're going to uh, uh Glock Strange. Uh, strange Glock. <laughs> strange Glock. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think like you're going to be allowed to put Glock in the name. No. We'll, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Flock of Strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> flock and Strange. Yeah, it's a fucking Strange. Yeah, the Hawk. <laughs> the Hawk. <laughs> the flock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that's being drawn up, and um, so yeah, we're working on other things. It's the the fifty cal thing. Just you know, was one of our major things. So, but we're back doing it. Well, I'm, I'm actually sending. I just sent out bolt heads, fifty caliber bolt heads to heat treat, and I got other parts that we got um, that I'm getting ready to get back going here pretty soon. I have a feeling it won't be long, guys. So if you've been waiting, just be patient, and we'll. Uh, I'll be more than happy to get you upper. Yeah. So just to do some new stuff here, I'll throw this up here so yes. that you can see it, Walter. I'm just going to try to go through some news things real quick. Oh, I saw that about Switzerland. Yeah, the people yeah. are rising up, I think, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. People, if this is on the firearms blog. Uh, people of Switzerland, which I, you know, I like when the firearms blog does politics. Thank you, firearms blog. Uh, well, this this is news. Firearms yeah, news. I mean, yeah, yeah, they should do it. But you know, they yeah. say they don't do politics. Politics, you know. Well, not- resisting the U, the UE's uh, EU, uh, yeah, EU's dictator- dictatorial uh, uh, stuff is 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 a plus in my book. Yeah. So, so here's the headline: People of Switzerland force referendum against EU gun regulations. And just to paraphrase it, because we don't we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so there's new gun reg- regulations that the EU is trying to force on everyone. I don't think Switzerland. They're not part of the EU. But they still go by the EU rules because they're kind of trade. like a gray, they're in a gray zone because yeah they, they're in the trade trade the trade uh, thing with them. EU. So 
you know. But the people of Switzerland are like, no, <laughs> hells no. People of Earth, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Um, people of Switzerland, yes, you need to stand up and fight for your um, rights. Also, did you see on the Firearms blog also, I believe it is, that SIG is selling India 75,000 rifles? Um, yeah, I think I saw something like that. SIG yeah, is the, moving in on the Indians, too. Uh, getting that Indian money. Yeah. But, well, the Indians, this is what's going on in India. I've been following it, kind of. Their homegrown rifle, which is a mixture of an FAL and a and an AK, has always been problematic. Mm -hmm. Some reason they just couldn't get it right. I don't know what it is. Um, so they've been looking for new guns and trying different things. Uh, but I didn't know they were sh trying out the Swiss. Uh, I mean the 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 Sig. So um, yeah, Sig pulled a big one there. Man. They're looking at, yeah, they're looking at other. Um you know, I mean, I think they're, they're, they've gotten some U.S. military contracts, right? Uh, Definitely law enforcement contracts. They've got a weird relationship with the Indians. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a love-hate thing. I, I I mean, we don't, like, hate each other, but we don't, like, love each other. They can never seem to... Well, because sometimes India or even Pakistan, different places, are safe havens for terrorists. Uh, the, I don't... Okay, the Indians and the Pakis don't get along. It's called mm -hmm. Hindus and Muslims, and they that's why there's Pakistan, because they they yeah, separated. That used, that used to be part of India, Pakistan was. Um, or was that Bangladesh? Uh, one of those things. Anyways. Um, it's a made-up made thing, though, that the British did, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I know the Indians are – the Indian people in the Indian place, man, that's an industrious bunch of fellas, and they make a lot of stuff. But I don't know. We just don't. They buy a lot of their aircraft from the Chinese and the Russians, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I got some of that industry. I wish I could just like make parts. You know, I wish I could just take a hubcap and, <laughs> and make an alternator out of it or something. <laughs> That's yeah. called necessity, my friend. <laughs> when, yeah. when, when, Those when got you, lost in the transition. When, when, you, when that charger or that charger poverty or that, that drops in your yard and you have to make it run. And you throw the tractor engine in it and the wheels off the, the Russian truck and boom, you got a car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simpson Road Larry says India has nukes. Yep, yep. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, right. They do. Yeah. So did you see this one that I threw up there? SAF joins lawsuit against New Jersey Attorney General over yes, three foul yes. censorship threats. Yes, I did. So yeah. uh, Second Amendment, uh, Second Amendment Foundation, Foundation. excuse yep. me. They're getting in on that because, yeah, these guys can't be allowed to get away with the ban. On well, that's that's First Amendment stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, okay, it's first I, and second. But yeah, I mean, if I the if, dissemination of it. Right. If if I. OK, this is 3D stuff, but pl there are places like England. You can't even have a blueprint for some guns legally. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't sell a book that says how to make a, a how to assemble a stem gun. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we, we don't want to be like that. Because, yeah. you know, what's what's next? You, you know, uh, it's just it's just these states are going. Everything's just going like a, kind of freaking nutty, man. I mean, everything. Uh, I guess it's purposeful to pile on everything all at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of craziness. Yeah, exactly. That's they're getting away with a lot of shit and they're going to keep doing it. OK, I'm going to hit some crazy news before we get okay, out of here. We'll probably news. go a couple of minutes over. That's all right. I want to get the crazy stuff out of the week. Out of I don't the have way, to be nowhere. Yeah. Next week is going to be more crazy shit. Zimmerman. This is a, wait a minute. This is a Florida thing. No, this is Dan Zimmerman writing the article. Uh -oh. Oh, okay. Wait, he's. I said Zimmerman's not at it again, is he? Come no, on. no, no, no. Okay, so this is a Florida thing. Burglar shot by homeowner listed his occupation. Oh, as a thief. thief. 
on Facebook. <laughs> uh, if you spent much time rolling, uh, if you spent much time at all trolling the intertubes, you've probably run across the Florida man meme. <laughs> That's because there's no end of, well, unusual stories that typically involves criminal activity by male perpetrators in the Sunshine State. Um, take, for instance, the Florida man who stole what he thought were opioids but <laughs> turned out to be laxatives. Or the Florida man who turned up naked in the Daytona airport claiming he had explosives. <laughs> then there was the South Beach artist with no arms who stabbed tourists with a pair of scissors. You get the idea. So, um, And then it's talking about a homeowner in the Pines Lakes area of Lake County shot and killed a man who detectives believes was in the middle of an ambitious burglary spree in the neighborhood. The homeowner told deputies he'd been saying, uh, staying across the street at his father's house while his home was being renovated. The man called 911 about midnight to report an intruder, but deputies found no one and left. The man then decided to return to his empty house in case the prowler returned. About 5 a.m., he heard a noise outside by his shed, went outside and confronted the prowler. A struggle ensued and the homeowner shot the prowler, official says. Uh, the burglar identified as Brandon <laughs> Allen Woods was apparently working the entire neighborhood. Uh, and then it goes on. In December, he created a Facebook post <laughs> indicating he had started a new job. His occupation, thief. <laughs> and then beneath that, he wrote he was grabbing. He said, quote, unquote, grabbing what I can carry. <sighs> Just putting it out on the interwebs. <laughs> what did we do before Facebook and this stuff? I mean, uh, yeah. Um, here's uh, another cool one that I want to um, hit everyone up with. Hold on. Let me share this here. This okay. this one we should get a good. This is from Fox News. I'm surprised you didn't find this Fox News one, Walter, here. I'll throw it up for you. This is right up the alley of what do men want and not want all at the same oh. time. <laughs> Two strippers charged with stealing Boston cops gun during night out. All right. Let me let me just let me just pro first thing off. OK, look at those pictures. Those two fine young ladies. Yeah. Well, um, well, you got to remember in the strip club, because of the situation with the lights and lack thereof and specialty lights uh, and boob size. Yeah. Everything, you know, people look a lot better than they do in reality. That but, one girl got a black eye. I mean, she must have she must have had a yeah. tough time. Yeah. So here, here's the what it says. An off duty Boston cop allegedly had his service revolver stolen by two Rhode Island strippers during a wild night on the town last weekend. According to multiple reports, the strippers were charged with stealing the gun from the officer's car Saturday after going to a Hampton Inn hotel in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. A little Isn't that bit of the Simpsons. No, not the Simpsons. Who's from Rhode Island? What? Uh, we have an officer from Pawtucket. Family guy. He went yeah. to the roadway in to get a little bit of to tuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, police eventually recovered the weapon, a 40 caliber Glock 22. The officer's name was not released. He has been placed on administrative leave with pay. And we have uh, opened an internal investigation. Boston Police Spokesman Detective Sergeant uh, John Boyle. <laughs> he was in, he was in conducting an internal investigation. Yeah. Oh, sorry. OK. Yeah. So Melissa Dacier, 22 of Providence and Nisha Rivera, 25 of Pawtucket, were ordered <laughs> held without bail Monday on larceny and conspiracy charges. She from uh, Pawtucket told that officer she could fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be careful around strippers, man. <laughs> yeah. Lucky he didn't yeah. get drugged and, uh, and robbed, too.
They have a tendency to do yeah, that. Yeah, who too. knows? Well, he probably, you know, he better go get some shots. <laughs> I hope he was repping that rascal, you know? Yeah. Uh, he probably has some situations that he has to deal with. <laughs> Can you say crabs? <laughs> you know, some definite things. And here's something that'll make you mad before we get out of here, okay. just to just to get you guys' blood all hot and boiling. Um, Illinois may uh, or Illinois may make gun owners show their social media accounts to police to get a gun license. That is uh that is um hundred percent unconstitutional. Yeah, so. an Illinois state uh, legislator has legislator has proposed a law that would require police to screen the social media profiles of gun purchasers. Daniel Deitch introduced the bill and told CNN that the Parkland kids played a big role in inspiring him to pursue the measure. That's bullshit. Yeah, um, that they had nothing to do with. As we all know, the authorities and the people in charge had a, had fully fully uh, aware of this this Parkland shooter guy, and um, they yeah, did nothing. They did nothing. Yeah. So your social media doesn't have anything to do with that. So, no, no. Uh, you know, people people in those states don't allow this crap. Don't allow yeah. it to go down, my friends. Yeah, more monkey yeah. business. Yeah, and I'll just yeah. read this quick headline here: Ocasio Cortez calls to abolish ICE says Latinos must be exempt from immigration laws because they are native to the U.S. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell. Someone needs to tell the actual American Indians. <laughs> and, and, and in reality, those folks came from somewhere, too, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, uh, but. And, and listen, and, there's different there's different kinds of Indians around the world, right? There's different kinds of native well, Indians native, around the world. That term so, native. Yeah. You're, I'm a native. I was born here. Yeah. No, I understand. But we're saying like the indigenous peoples, if you if you want to take right, it to that the level. ancient folks. Yeah. You have that and you have that in other like you have that in South America. You have that in other places. Right. But that has nothing to do with immigration. I'm sorry. No. Ocasio, Hello. Because. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> because you're Latino. Um, you know, there's Latino. There's people. Well, I don't know if people from Spain consider themselves to be Latino. No, they don't. They consider themselves uh, to be European. A white Spaniard does not consider himself to be Hispanic. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I know. I know white people from Panama, for example, that don't consider themselves well, they, to be Latino. White people from Cuba don't consider themselves to be Hispanic. Yeah. So. Either yeah. way, it does not matter. They are not American right, citizens. Right, right, right. I don't care where yeah. you're from. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I that's just some crazy talk that she's talking. Yeah, so. she's I, I like I said before, they're gonna the Democrats are gonna use her until they get tired of her and she'll be cast aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, or they'll run her for president. We'll see. Oh, come please. I'm, please, I'm sure that they please. would better run her than Bernie. Oh, oh please, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they're going to try that nonsense? Please. Let's, let me tell you what's going to happen in the election. All these little Democrats that are all popping up, they're going to run for election. They're going to have their little fun and they're going to collect their money and do all this stuff. They'll all get pushed aside for a main a mainstream party uh, Democrat. Mm-hmm. Every, they'll all get, they'll yeah, get pushed I think, aside. I think for, the serious get, one is, aren't they running? Um, what's his name? Um, Biden wants to run. Biden, yeah. He's old school. He's there. All those monkey screaming, hollering, you know, I want to be president folks in the Democratic Party will all run their course and they'll push them aside. Do you aside. think they will let Biden do that? I mean, as long it's as not Hillary, a let, It's not a let Biden do it. Well, as long as Hillary's breathing, they owe it to her, man. 
Oh, Hillary, Hillary has a lockdown. Gonna... You don't think Hillary is going to try to run again? No. Uh-uh. Really? Okay. No. I mean, she I would might like to but... see what the odds are on that. Now, that I might feel like be a Hillary's good one where they, run again. the Democrats eat each other alive like they're doing in Virginia. Yeah. Well, that's why they don't want to, so anyone running independent, right? Because right, the guy right, from. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. The Starbucks uh, former Starbucks. CEO or something. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, there's there's a lot of the, the real radical uh, Dems don't like the old school Democrats either, you know, because, you know, they, their, their boy was Bernie before. You yeah. Know, Bernie, Bernie got the shaft. I think Bernie was playing the game. I don't think he got the shaft. I think, I he, think got, he wants to come back, though. He got paid off. I, but I think Bernie wants to come back. Speaking of shaft, do you know they're going to do a shaft to oh, the movie? Oh, God. All right. Yeah. So, but they seem to be pro-gun in this movie. I was looking at a trailer for it. So who is shaft? Shaft is Samuel Jackson. Um, I mean, he's not pro-gun, though. And it, it, has Richard, it has Samuel Jackson and Richard Roundtree, I want to say. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know whether or not Samuel Jackson's pro-gun or not. Someone, someone out there knows better than Samuel me. Samuel Jackson, I'm trying to say. But if you look at the commercial, the, the trailer for it, it looks like it, they're pretty um, – seems like they're pro-gun. There's, some, there's some things in there where they say, like, oh, I'd rather – you know, bring a gun than a knife and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like why, why, uh, you know, why, why, why beat someone up if you got a gun? You know. Yeah, well, that don't make much sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, um, listen, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a free for all on the Democratic side. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go into eat each other up mode. Yeah, and there'll be so many people in blackface is going to make your head spin. Blackface uh, is the blackface is a new coming out. Yeah, but everyone's getting crazy <laughs> with that now. I saw that they're uh, what is it? Gucci? Well, I know Mike. Mike let me, I'll let you. One little thing. Part of this whole thing with all these Democratic type people and liberals coming out with their black fake pictures is to downplay it. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. Yeah, they're trying it to makes make it. it now, oh, what's wrong with that? Everybody did that then. Come on. Yeah, right? yeah. I saw they came out with that chick from The View. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Joy, now, Joy Behar. Now, yeah, and 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 I might say something that everybody doesn't like, but. Some people did that and they didn't do it. It wasn't racially motivated as in like they were trying to be make a statement or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, like she was supposed to be doing a Halloween thing, she said. Um, I don't know that's for true or not. You know, I I, I don't know if it. So I'm not defending her. Listen, I yeah. But look, I think people I think we're getting really crazy about it. That's why I think at some point we have to have a moratorium. Everyone comes out because at some point here, this is going to switch over to. A white person who gets a tan is wearing blackface. Well, they've I mean, already there's, there's you blackface, see, and did, then you know. So. Did you see the thing about Mary Poppins? No. You know, in the movie Mary Poppins, the old one with Dick Van Dyke and all that, he's a chimney sweep, right? Oh yeah, so, where he so he got they get dirty, right? So yeah. she was dirty, and there. So oh, that's racial. I ain't got nothing to do with no fucking racial stuff. You're uh, watching Mary Poppins. Sweeps, <laughs> chimney sweeps was a thing in England. I mean, people. <laughs> Mary Poppins about. It's not yeah, about. Her. I know that, but did you see there was a thing from Gucci? There was this Gucci dress that had like a big neck that came up to your mouth. So the mouth, so it came up to it came up to like hair like this, right? What happened? Jen? And it had a mouth cut out, and then it had so the mouth had a red thing around it, and people got really upset about that because they were like, "Oh, this is a blackface dress." Well, then everything will be blackface, right? Yeah, I think they're stressing it, stretching it. Then I saw something that I think Nike put out a shoe that's oh. a, a sneaker that's all white and they're like how dare you put out an all white sneaker in february because it's black history month that is batshit crazy oh, because well. 
I mean, lots of people, including black people, wear all white sneakers. When I was <laughs> and a wear kid, Nike that's all, all white sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just bought sneakers that were all white because it was, you know, it, I you had, looked fresh. You look fresh and clean. I had a pair of know? white Nikes that, when Nike had like the black symbol on the side, you know? Yeah. They were high no, top. Yeah, all of this stuff is so crazy. So now if we look at Jordans, Jordans for a long time were black with red. So oh. so is that is that blackface on the Jordans? Is that is are those gang colors what they yeah, are? We're getting we're getting a little crazy. Yeah, we it's getting silly. Just, we need to call a moratorium. <laughs> Everybody out there, confess what you did. Everybody out there. Grow a set. Yeah. All right. Let's forgive everyone who got a tan because they wanted to look better looking with a tan. I saw the picture of Joy Behar. I sh- I she doesn't look black. <laughs> well, she had makeup on to make her skin look Darker. like. Uh, yeah, but I it mean, wasn't a blackface thing. I don't know. Not, this not is the all traditional thing where, like, yeah, white yeah. lips and all this stuff. Like and then that. people are saying, like, I saw people bringing up. There's multiple black people that have gone whiteface. Well, yeah. So that's you funny. Know, that's so, funny, though, right? Yeah, the Wayans brothers have done right, it. Right, I saw right. someone brought that up on social media. So um, Eddie Murphy did it. He uh, dressed up like an old Jewish guy. Right, right. So that's funny, though, right? Um, listen, here's my here's <laughs> yeah, what it's I like, think. It's hypersensitivity. We're all blackface goes back to a time when black people could were not on TV. Right. So white people were representing they black people in, yes. on TV and films and stuff like that, right. and they were representing. They put on blackface. Not and then, good, uh... yeah, represented black people in a very negative way. Right, right. Right. And and it was insulting and it was terrible. And it was a thing and it happened. And we're belittling that thing by getting batshit crazy about right. everything else that's out there. So I'm not saying that it's cool that people dressed up as a black Michael Jackson or whatever. I'm just trying to tell you that this is how we throw away history and we don't actually learn. From and, it. and also, some of these people are blaming that on now. Trying to use that excuse for things happening now. Yeah, I think we have. I think there's a set of rules that apply now that obviously we're more sensitive and we think about things. So, yes, if someone went out and did that now, it's obviously worse than when someone did it before. And I'm not saying like when someone did that before, it, uh, it could come from a very racist or prejudiced point of view of them doing that before. You know, so no one's no one's excusing that thing right. at all. Obviously, there's lots of people that have these kinds of problems, but where we get lost, we get caught up. We like our brains lock into certain things, and then that's all we see. <laughs> and we can't we well, can't move certain, on from it. So. Certain, yes, I don't think look, everybody does. But listen, yeah. no one. I don't look at I don't look at tennis shoes and see blackface. Sorry. Well, okay. What about Robert Downey Jr.? Robert what? Downey Jr. clearly put on blackface. Like when was um? What was that for though? What was he doing? Uh, was it just what was a joke? the Crap, I forgot the name of the movie. Somebody out there knows the movie. It was the movie where they were in the jungle. It was like a like a um it was like a Vietnam era kind of thing. Oh, and they were actors in a movie, and Robert Downey Jr. wanted to play a black guy. So he was playing this black character and everything. And um, you know, there was there were, when he did that, there were problems with that that people had, right? But there, then there were some people that forgave him because it's Robert Downey Jr. and all that kind of stuff, and it was it's funny and it was look this that whole thing is going to get complicated if everyone keeps parsing it once again it also it goes into this hypersensitivity thing too where you're looking for everything to be yeah you know yeah tropic thunder jafari h says it's tropic thunder so i mean i've seen that movie many times it's funny there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in there i'm not mad at robert downey jr over it you know <laughs> there's there's 
there's a lot of different things that go on in this world back and forward. And I'm not saying that people should be like this. It's clearly the, the governor of Virginia being in blackface next to someone dressed up like Ku Klux Klan. Right, right, right. Clear. Right. Or, or I saw some picture of somebody in blackface with a noose around their neck. You see that? Oh, my God. Yeah. All those things are. That's clearly- not that. That's not that's not like. Robert Downey Jr.'s thing. Yeah. Okay. Those are two different. Those are two different. I don't. I don't see the two the same because it's. Yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. clearly was was they were making a movie. They were trying to be funny. There were right. black actors in that movie. Right. It wasn't like. Yeah. You know, and obviously those black actors had to you know deal with that thing. Look, we just recently even you wouldn't be aware of this, but there was this whole rap battle between Drake and Pusha T, right? You probably don't know who any of those guys are. I know the Drake character. I've heard him. Yeah, yeah. Drake is a pretty big rapper. Pusha T is like, he's a pretty good lyricist in my opinion, right. but not as big as Drake. They had a whole thing. And Pusha T found, Drake is an actor. This is what people don't understand. Right, right, right. He was an actor first. Probably still is right now. And found you know, something. What they playing, find. He's playing a rapper that's badass in okay. my opinion. But so anyway, he, he found stuff when Drake was younger and, and he first started acting him and uh, a friend did something where Drake had on blackface. So he's a black guy, but but fair skin, you know, he's mixed right, or whatever. Right, 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 and right. he had on blackface with okay. like the red makeup that went around okay. the mouth and all okay. that kind of stuff to go back to like the whole Sambo right, kind right, of right. image. And that was, you know, everyone was like, what was this about? And then even Drake said, oh, that was an experimental thing that he was doing when he was younger to try to bring light to something. Um, that happened. It was like part of some kind of project that he was doing because believe it or not, there's racism, like black people are racist and they're racist to each other. Yes, they are. And black people see a difference between a dark skinned black person and a light skinned black and all, all this kind of stuff. So look, these are all things that I think if to, to go back to what we were talking about with, with Rob, we better learn how to talk about this shit. We just did, didn't we? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think more people need to talk about it. Right. And I mean, we don't see eye to eye on everything. No, no. We don't. I think I think the whole this whole thing right now is could also be it's gets to be start of a diversion of faith from other things really going on. Yeah. That we are need more to deal that with- are that are we'll say more important to the everyone. Yeah. Yeah. To absolutely. the country. You know, yeah. I mean in the de- and that has to happen in the news cycle. You get caught up in these things in the meantime. Watch out. There's something brewing on the other side. So, yeah, I say <laughs> I say that we we um, we we got to slow down. We got to talk about some things. Some bad things happened. Um, some bad things happened in the past and they're 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 terrible. And and in some cases, not forgivable at all. And there's things happening today. And then there's things happening for the sake of art and creativity and all that you know, or experimentation to see what, like, what if some white person out there decided to dress up as a black person today to show the difference between how people treat you if you're black or if you're white or whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to jump on them because we're like, how dare you? Or rich or poor. Yeah. I've seen it. There's, there's white people who have dressed up as black to see what, how, what's the difference of how you get treated if you're a black person and all that. Should we go pull that footage back from that reporter or whoever it was and go, you were putting on blackface. Yeah. yeah, I think ultimately we need to, to like deal you have to with look shit at what real. context that was done in. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I know that doesn't everybody doesn't agree with that because, but mm-hmm. you know, what was what was it was it being done to be mean or was it being done like maybe an experiment? Maybe it was an acting thing. Maybe it was who knows. Yeah. But but, how, but also, how important is it? 
How important is that in light of the things that we are dealing with right now? We've come a long way from 1930, 40, 50, Yeah, because you're 60. just, you're, you're dreaming, you're, all you're doing is, it's like somebody nowadays blaming their, their situation on slavery 160 years ago. Mm-hmm. It ain't the same. This, it ain't your problems now are not because of slavery 160 years ago. Your problems now are because of things going on here now. Yes, and and ultimately we have to. That's I like think, blaming. That's like blaming my my family's thing. Well, they could have been living in a big house still in in, in New Kiev in Ukraine, but the Germans kicked them out. It's like, well, that's what happened. Everybody yeah. survived. Boom. Move along. <laughs> deal. We, we got to deal with this now. Most right. of our problem, not all. Most of our problems are based on us. Well, yeah. Or now, someone might be doing something to us, but we have the ability to do something about that, right? So yeah, most of our problems, we're the ones that could fix right, it. That's right. what I mean. You, you, a lot of people are held up by their own yeah. things. Yeah. So <laughs> I see Tyvin is asking, what about Eddie Murphy? Yeah, we did speak about Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, He's dressed up as a bunch of different people, you know. Um, there's a there's, lot. There's a lot of actors that have dressed up as a lot of different things. So, yeah, you know. there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here in the world. But is that really like something we're gonna? The world's gonna come to a screeching halt, you know? And everybody, yeah, what we need to think about is people's rights. That's what right. we need to think about. What rights do you have as a human being? And you know, like what affects your freedom moving forward? You know yeah. how people treat you now and moving forward. If someone right. is dealing with you based on your race and bringing you down because of your race, then that's, if that's, that's happening now, now yeah, yeah, let's deal with that now and move right. forward, you know, and let's give everyone like equal rights. I think that we're here, we talk a lot about the second amendment. Um, that's a big part of why I'm doing this. The second amendment to me is a huge civil rights thing because people need to be able to defend themselves right. in those moments when someone else says, I don't like you because you're white. I don't like you because you're, you're black or you're Mexican I don't like, or you're Spanish yeah, or you're or, gay or something like or you're that. Chinese or whatever. Yeah. 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 We need people to be able to defend themselves and have the right to that, right. you know, and, and so these or are the things that are, I think are more important. What, color you are. what? Or if the government decides they don't like what color you are. Yeah. Or what race or what or, religion. Or, and yeah. And, and, and people kind of forget about the religion thing because uh, that's all real cyclic and, cycles are turning around towards the old days i think in some places again so yeah yeah so <laughs> anyway i mean that's uh, you know i don't want to go too far over yeah, here yeah okay yeah we're so already 20 minutes over the time yes i know i know what do you want the folks to know out there before we get out of here it's the weekend <laughs> yes it's the weekend <laughs> yeah I need, no. i'm in severe need of some sleep man i don't know about you well get some sleep turn that Turn that computer off and go to bed. <laughs> well, nope. when, I, when I turn this computer off, I have to drive home first before I go uh, to Well, sleep. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that computer in the car works still. Yeah. Um, whichever car you're driving. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Um, what's going on? Oh, uh, unusual stuff. I'll try to take some photographs this weekend of me um, um, uh, repainting the Halflinger just for, uh, yeah, for non-gun fun, you know. Yeah. Um, try not to get too much green paint on my hands. On my, I don't want to go green, uh, green hand and get accused of being like a olive drab or something. Put some, put it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, tr you know, don't, um, don't try to do Hulk face or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no. But, anyways, I don't, yeah. Yeah. So, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And, um, and, um, yeah. Just getting ready for the military vehicle rally coming up in Mount Dora. 
Yeah, that's in a couple of weeks, right? Yep, that's on the like 22nd, I believe it is. 22nd, okay, 23rd, so, something like that. Yeah, not it's, this week, the week after next. Yeah, it's on the it's on the um to go to the first Florida chapter of military vehicle. Um it's up there on their website, plus Renegar's flea market. That's where it's located at. So they've got it up yeah. on their thing too. So if you guys want to hang out with Walter, Walter will be there. I think I'm gonna be there probably Saturday or something. Yeah. I might take the Friday off before that just to get some things done and then rest but i'll probably be out there with walter on yeah. the set and we have adult beverages and all that kind of stuff too so <laughs> yes absolutely okay and then so they can keep up with all of that on your social yeah, media yeah, i'll be doing some stuff from there too try to get some do some live stuff and things like that so yeah 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 same here um you know i encourage you guys to follow me on social media and uh if you're not subscribed to this channel the lifestyles of the locked and loaded. You need to subscribe now, ring the bell and everything. That's how you're going to get notified when we're putting up stuff. You know, we do it here and you guys could join us live or you could watch it later here. And then we strip out the audio later that goes up. So, uh, you know, shout out to everyone who listens to it on the audio stuff. I don't know if you missed this yesterday, Walter, but we've got close to like 60,000 downloads. And You sent me those specs, but I yeah. You know, I'm a simple minded people different countries. I see that. I'm a simple minded guy. It didn't mean a whole lot to me. I'm looking yeah. at it and going, hmm. Well, I was just trying to show you that this that's the audio. That's the oh, stuff yeah. I sent you is audio. Oh, only. that's just the audio. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there's lots of people listening to this audio out there all over the world. All over the world. Welcome all world. America. Yes, we, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, you can't see all my funny faces I do and yeah. Come come world. watch the show live sometime and let <laughs> us know. <laughs> uh, when you come in, let us know that, hey, I listen to this a lot on audio with my car and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And that will be cool. But, you know, if you have time, if you can do that, if you're on vacation or something like that, come in. Yes, and listen you come and listen to the crazy Americans. Yeah. Don't yeah. That, and, and get a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm out of here. Do you have anything right. else? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. OK, that's it, guys. We're out of all here. Right. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Bye. Peace.